Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Child-proofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Be love with every heartbeat and every piece of Pandora jewelry. Let love shine on your favorite bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and rings, or create a style that's all your own with a unique mix of lovingly crafted charms. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, Love is at the heart of it all. Be love. Find a store near you or shop online at Pandora.net. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cash back isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees? Period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grace Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. It is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast, but Ben isn't here again. However, I have so many guests to fill in his spot this today, even though... Is he really somebody you can replace? I'm not saying we're replacing him. I'm saying we have some people filling in. And those people include Brooks like Gavin DeGraw, Caitlin Bristow, and Jason Tartik, Nick Vial, Tanya Rad, Becca Tilly, Yardley Smith, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Brooke Burke, Megan King Edmonds, Dean Unglert, and my husband. And our first guests are sitting right next to me. And they are Caitlin and Jason. Hey, does it, is it still feel weird to say husband? You said husband and I got like all tingly. Oh. <laughs> I say husband any chance I can get. Yeah, I would I like too. I, I call him husband. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. I like that. You didn't even say my husband, Jared. You said my husband with I such know. power. Yeah, like we <laughs> all Love know. It. Yeah, my I husband. Know. <laughs> no, it, it does like have a certain strength about it. It does. Yeah, it does. Fiance is like fancy and then husband's like, oh, you, you guys, you mean it. 
You guys are in. Fiance is flirty. Fiance very me. flirty. Yeah. And boyfriend just sounds super like I'm in Cash. high school. Yeah. <laughs> I know. There needs to be a term that's like not boyfriend and not fiance. Like and not man friend because that's yeah. really weird. See, I won't use like the word fiance. I'm like, eh, it's too cliche. I wouldn't use it. Oh, I love I it. See, I don't like fiance. it. You don't like fiance? No, I don't like fiance. Mm-hmm. You know what? What I notice about when I used to have to refer to Jared as fiance is it's like so much less commanding than my husband. Like if I was like, yeah. oh, thank you. I have to talk to my fiance about it, like mm-hmm. to make a decision. Sure. It's like, oh, but do you really? It's your fiance. Yeah. It's like, but like I've talked to my husband. Of course you have to talk to your husband <laughs> before true. making Makes a decision. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. 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 It's more of a legit word. Fiance is very flirty. I right? think about your wa- uh, your wedding often too, oh. by the way. Yeah. It, Jeez, it, it was just so such a beautiful yeah, a, wedding. Seriously was. though. Oh, it was you. like, you know, when you scroll through um, fo- photos on your phone, like looking for something to post yeah. That I always pass it. It was just stunning. Yeah, it was. Really was. Thank yeah. you. And yeah. the, those um, photo booth photos that like oh God, everybody used. Yeah. Stupidly incredible. They're yeah. so <laughs> insane. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got to talk about The Bachelor with you guys. Um, let's talk about the pregnancy theory first. So you guys know that this is the new theory out in the on the Wait, cybersphere. There's a pregnancy theory? Yeah. So now ever since... We got an extra clip, you know, in the super tease, we got an extra clip after Chris Harrison says, we have big news. We just learned it Uh. right now. Then there's a new scene that they added where he's like lying on the bed. And I, I don't know if I'm making this up. I feel like he had like ice on his head or something. Yeah, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks super distraught. Now people are saying that because they keep teasing sex before fantasy suite, Caitlin, you know about that. (laughs) Oh boy. Like, do, am I the only one, or am I the only one that was exploited for you it? You are definitely <laughs> the only one exploited uh, yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, people are saying that possibly they're bringing that up so much because a girl gets pregnant and then he finds out eh. there. I mean, it's really a bit of a stretch because. You know, like you need how you. Good thing I was gonna say, I'm the boring weeks. logistics guy, right? Like, yeah. think about that weekend. Yeah, how many weeks would that's you have to know? Like, like six weeks. Saying. No, but you need like, don't you need just two weeks to really know? Like, if you miss your period and you were yes. ovulating two weeks earlier, you yes. just I'll need two weeks. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then I'm thinking, are you gonna have to call in like Mari, Mori, whatever his name is, to be like, <laughs> to be like, to be no, like he obviously would be the father, but. Who is the mother? Because if you're having multiple women and Wait, what do you mean? Who is the mother? The one that is. Oh, pregnant. sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, I was going to explain. Wait, you told me no. I was confused. Wait, now I my whole theory Who is, is the mother. My whole theory is screwed. I'm just thinking like, wow, I really did not think this one through. I love you're that. right. I'm gonna make you feel better right now. Okay. One time, um, I had to write a Spanish essay my sophomore year of high school, and I spent 30 minutes trying to find Spanish letters. Oh, yeah. Okay, that does make me feel a lot better. So you just I just didn't think that one through. But uh, (laughs) what I'm getting at is that's going to be a dramatic thing. But I'm I don't know. I feel like maybe they're gonna. It's gonna be like, oh, she thought she was, but like, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way. I don't think so. I mean, I guess it's a possibility. <laughs> it is a possibility. Of course it's a possibility. Some yeah. crazy people that I don't think there's there's absolutely no legitimacy to this. They're like, Hannah Brown comes back and says that she's pregnant. It's like, no. What? Because she wasn't part well, of his you season. have to have sex, so yes. that would be crazy. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just thought my, my theory was based on your theory when I read what you said, thinking that 
Hannah wins Dancing with the Stars, says she's thinking yeah. about him and that she wants to be with him still. I think. I mean, I'm still wanting to believe that. Can I just ask you what you think about that? What do you think about Hannah coming back and not joining the season and then um, them possibly... Like, what do you think of that whole situation? What do I... Do, how do I feel like it's appropriate yeah. if she were to actually come back and be like, Or anything. Way, like, what is it... Just your thoughts on that whole Hannah and Peter situation. I'm okay with her coming back. Uh, she, I'm okay with what she already did, which was come back and, like, express her emotion. But then if she were to, like, tell him at the end of all this, hey, just letting you know I'm still thinking about you, yeah. then that might be rude. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. I right? think it's done. I think you had she you know, she had to come back. She gave the wings back. That was cute. Then the, she led the date. That was very production based. And then I think <laughs> yeah. when she was in the back, we can all relate to this. When you're back in the world, almost like yeah. the PTSD, mm-hmm. the emotions manifest. And mm-hmm. I think that was very raw and authentic. But I think it's done. Like yeah. I think the whole Hannah B that's my theory. We won't see her again on this season. And her and Peter's relationship is over and they're gonna like root for each other's happiness. Okay, so that is probably what happens. Sure. What annoys me, if that is the case, is like their last scene was so inclusive, like yeah, so inconsistent. There, incons- there was no, there was, it was inconclusive. It was left open. Yes, yeah, it was ambiguous for yeah. sure. Didn't answer any questions that no. were brought up the episode beforehand, which makes me think there's something left to be said at the end of the season. See, it's- I think she, I think her intention was like, listen, I'm gonna check the boxes, give the wings back, lead the date, I'm done, and then I think it all just kind of hit there, and that's why there wasn't an answer because I don't think she expected to react like that. And she definitely wasn't gonna be like, well, yes, I'll join the house. Yeah. So she was like, I'm no. not even gonna answer that question. Right. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. I-, I guess I. I just wonder why there wasn't even ITM. Like there weren't even interviews after that scene. Like he was like, I'm going to cancel this portion of the date now and I'll see you guys later. And I thought that we'd see him in an interview for hours just sobbing and like trying to talk out his feelings. It was nothing. He literally just went into the date night like nothing happened. Bizarre. Super bizarre. (laughs) Super weird. I'm glad you guys think it's as weird as I do. Yeah. Yeah. It was super weird. Um, Peter is saying that reality Steve says that he can't be he can't have an accurate prediction this year for a fact this is what Peter's does, saying. does reality steve say why no but reality steve no that's not i'm saying peter yeah. is saying there's no way that reality steve can spoil his season so like the, the, does that mean that peter doesn't even know how his own season ends like he's still making a decision it must that i guarantee that well there's no other explanation even if he picks nobody reality steve would still know that so Right, so is that a spoiler in itself? Like, he doesn't pick anyone, or he's still trying to pick someone? He's still trying to pick someone, I think. Because otherwise, that's that's the only way you couldn't spoil it. Yeah. The only way. Yeah, especially today. Like, you can trace who follows who, all the crazy stuff people do to be able to, like, back into it. And for it to be actually unspoilable... Then, then he had to have made no decision. And something must happen between the finale and, and when the, AFR is yeah. done. Yeah, like, yeah. The, something. The, his decision must be made on... After the final round. Yeah. But then Harrison, like in those teasers, Harrison comes back and tells him something extremely dramatic that he's like shocked at the finale, right? Yeah. Like you could tell he's got his like, I think it's his full tux on. Yeah. So it's got to be the final. Wait, were, you, were you here for the first part of the conversation? Isn't that what we were talking about? When he had the laid there. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what we're oh, thinking. Yeah, 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 like yeah. that somebody's pregnant. Cause oh, that, yeah, oh see, no, I'm saying thing. right there is when, in my opinion, that's when like something happens where no one's picked mm. like so that's why it's unspoilable because there but is he was gonna no pick decision. someone before harrison said that sure and like so maybe someone i don't know he's not over hannah i don't know 
Maybe he, someone doesn't, maybe he picks someone and they don't pick him back. Ooh. No, that he'd still know that though. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. I he, I think the last season he wasn't accurate on was yours. Yeah. Well then he went back and said something like he caught it in the middle of the season or something, but his initial spoiler wasn't true. No, he didn't catch it until I spoiled everything. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's, that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Of all seasons. For him to be wrong on. (laughs) (laughs) And then I go and spoil it. I love it. What an idiot. Oh my goodness. I like being unspoiled, by the way. I have no idea. This is awesome. I love it. That's my my, my next question for you guys is, do you get spoiled every season because some fan will write under your photo and your caption, your comments and be like, it's so-and-so. And And it's like, why would you tell me? I'm trying to watch it like you guys. Some girl just slid into my DMs and she goes, Caitlin, did you see this? And it's him on a hometown. And I was like, no, I didn't. And I'm trying to avoid spoilers. And she goes, yeah, me too. But somebody showed me. And I'm like, uh, thanks. Yeah, no, it's spoiled now. Uh, I, I mean, spoiled for who goes to hometowns, but I, hate spoilers yeah. i hate them i love the like i don't know the surprise at the end i love being on my toes the whole time i i just i don't like spoilers but it always happens because people comment under but i try to not look like even if i yeah. know it's bachelor related i'll try and not read the comments or even right now watching gray's anatomy everybody knows what always happens but when i tweet it i don't read the responses because i don't want spoilers <laughs> what season are you in right now five I mean, oh wow you're going I'm fast in the thick of it Jason, I heard that there's like some issues in the relationship because she's binging so heavily. And that's what you did all December. Yeah, it's nonstop. It is like full. Anytime Caitlin is is on the couch, it's Grays. Anytime she's going to bed, it's Grays. We're on the airplane, it's Grays. He does one. Full blown Grays. He does one thing and I'm like, McDreamy would do that for Meredith. (laughs) Seriously, though. He did that on the plane. Yeah. I'm like, hey. Do you love me as much as McDreamy loves Meredith? <laughs> I think he does. You'll end up learning to love other relationships too, because between five and ten, there's a lot of other really great relatable relationships. Okay, and I just feel so sad for you, just because you're gonna go on, you're going on this great binge, yeah, like I did two years ago, uh, two three years ago, yeah. Where I did 13 seasons in like 10 months. Dang. But then when I got up to the live episodes, I was like, no. Yeah. I know. I keep bracing myself for it to not be as good. How many seasons are there? 16. It's still going. So I I, I dropped off the beginning of 15. I just couldn't do it anymore. Really? Okay. Well, I still have a little ways to go. Yeah. At least two months (laughs) (laughs) worth of binging. Lovely. I got I got two more questions. I don't care if they're telling me to wrap up. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you little badass. I didn't <laughs> we just did our first live podcast, and you're like the queen of live podcasting. Oh. Do you have any good advice if we continue to do more dates? Um, you, you did a live one? Yeah. In LA here? In San Francisco. Oh, how did it go? Was it fun? It was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. I mean, the audience was gets you hype. Yeah, they do. I think I think my only advice is just like, I, I don't treat it like a typical podcast, like interview style. You kind of have to just feed off the audience. Okay. And the audience wants crazy, behind the scenes, funny. Like you, you can't do it like a typical interview style. So I would just say incorporate the audience and make them feel like they're part of the experience. Okay. Yeah. I really like that advice. And my finale question is, which dog prefers who? <laughs> Pino and question. Ramen, it is? Jason yeah. and Caitlin. Who's the best buds? So Ramen definitely prefers Caitlin. Pino prefers myself. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. 
Pinot, yeah, I would I would say that. You wouldn't admit that though until we got Pinot. No, I would admit that. No, a hundred percent. You you never like you're like no, he loves us both the same, and he follows up me around too, and I'm like okay, whatever makes nope, you sleep. No, incorrect. I knew for I tell everyone from the minute we had ramen. Ramen was like. Ramen was, loves Caitlin, but loves, and I've always said, he loves females in general. Like, mm-hmm. so Caitlin wasn't around. I brought him back home. Immediately, he attached to my mom. And then there was another instance we brought him around, immediately attached, oh, to Sydney. Remember, we left we left the dog in Canada. Okay, so, so now you're trying to take it away from me that he loves me more. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> he, he absolutely loves you more. And, but yeah, but I was just saying, that was one of the things. Well, Ramen might be my favorite child, too, but I love Pino so much. Pino's but awesome. I, I will, I'll secretly like whisper to Ramen and be like, you're still the king of the house. <laughs> I love you so much. You're my baby. <laughs> Are they both from the same place? Yeah. Bunnies, buddies, yeah. Buddies, buddies, both from South Korea. Yeah, they're both from South Korea. Yeah. Same shelter, house, like everything, yeah. Everything, wow. yeah. Well, I just sent in their brothers. DNA tests, yeah. and I'm like praying to God they're brothers. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that I think Pino's so part cool. bear. Pino is, <laughs> might be part a bear. monster. Yeah. Pino has more of like a full face, right? Yeah. yeah. Ramen's yeah. very like delicate and like, uh, Pino's just a big potato. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You're the best. We'll see you be later. Here. Good luck at oh the God. podcast awards Wait, tonight. Are we against oh, each yeah, other? we should also probably talk about that. We are here right now <laughs> in honor of the podcast awards, the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards 2020. Caitlin and I are up against each other. A little friendly competition. Yeah. I'm not I'm not feeling competitive with you though. No, I'll just, I don't just as happy if you win as if I win. Me too, and let's be real, it's the iHeart Awards you're gonna win. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's like the opposite. I think they're like, oh, we can't be too obvious, so we have to not choose any. I heard who, else, who else is in our category? I had Nick is in our category. Oh, oh, I, as long as I beat him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now that's real friendly competition. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. The Easter Bunny is coming early this year. That's right. Easter Sunday is March 31st. And with free in-store pickup, CVS makes it easy to get everything you need for brilliant baskets and happier hunts. Ah, I'm so excited for the Easter egg hunt with Dawson this year. Find delightful toys, peeps-themed egg decorators, pre-filled Easter eggs packed with goodies and so much more. Hop to it and get your order fast with free CVS pickup. Visit cvs.com slash Easter for details. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest safest and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous. <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. We are back at the special iHeart Podcast Awards podcast with a couple guys who have a podcast called How Men Think on the iHeart Radio podcast platform. We got Gavin DeGraw and Brooks like here Hello. in studio. Uh, tonight, Gavin, you are going to be performing and Brooks, you're going to be introducing him. Uh, well, That's correct. That, the big surprise, though, is I'm going to be featured. I'm going to do like a like, a, you know how sometimes like a notable artist comes in to feature on another notable artist. Mm-hmm. So that was he's sort a, of what we have in line. For, that's what we have in line for. What tonight. a sound. I did. I played some rock band like a week ago, so I'm dialed in here. That's awesome. But like, are you really going to like sing? That's a surprise. I feel like you could sing though oh you have a good tone to your totally. voice I, I totally don't it's amazing to be honest have you seen me play hockey <laughs> exactly so here's the thing ashley i i i respect and love and admire the art of singing if there was one skill in the world that if i could magically snap my fingers and acquire it'd be the ability to like really sing Same I am, here. i am the worst singer in the world but i love music and i can't wait to see my buddy perform that's very kind of you yeah i can't wait i'm super excited you know to see what? you perform um he he actually has a great speaking voice, and we should leave it there. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I appreciate the support, bud. Damn it! Jeez. And he has the gift of gab. That's a very important. Gift have to you heard have. him on the podcast yet? By the way, yeah, he's amazing. He's so good. He's an absolute natural. You guys have two other co-hosts, Dimitri and Rick, yeah. over there. Say he's hey, guys. Sirs. Hey. 
Hey. Hey, guys. So the following questions I'm going to ask to all four of you, men. What are the top two things that you guys think that women don't understand about men? Because you guys get emails all the time. Like, what are the two things that women are always asking? Hmm. That women don't understand about yeah, men? Yeah, like, what are they you know always what I trying think? to figure out? You know what I think? What? I think that they think that we're not sensitive sometimes. And I think that we're much more sensitive than we let on. Okay. Mm, that's, yeah. yeah, that's a very good point. That's true. You know, sometimes if I say something's a little sensitive, someone's like, "Oh, you're just being butt hurt." And it's like, "No, I'm not. I can have a feeling, yeah, and I can be upset about something. I'm not right now, <laughs> so we're clear. It doesn't, doesn't sound like <laughs> it. Fine. We understand that I get a little. I think I think down that's the truth. knife. I really think that's truthful. I think, uh, and that's part of our mission with our podcast is emotions are real and men mm-hmm. have them. And I was talking with somebody earlier about this that men's emotions are just as strong as women's. We just maybe don't show them mm-hmm. as much. I think the other thing. Um, that maybe women might mistake about men is, um, and maybe they do, maybe they don't, I don't know, but sometimes a, a man can be looked at like he's figured things out, he's supposed to know, like we don't know. We don't know the answer. We don't know how to handle this situation. We're trying our best, but like a lot of times we might be looked at for some sort of guidance or leadership or, or anything to handle something or to be a safe place for something. And we're flying by the seat of our pants that we don't know. We, you know, I've been through some of that stuff recently in my life. We lost our dogs. Like, I don't know how to, yeah, I, know. I don't, I don't know how to handle that. Like, mm. but I'm trying to be there for my wife. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go, I'm going through it too. Like, um, there's a lot of times in our lives where as men, we really don't know, but we just, we try, try as hard as we can. You know? So can I ask you? Yeah. Did we bullshit our way through that question good enough for you? Quite possibly. Yes. <laughs> Here's Quite a possibly. question. What do was, you, yeah. what would you think that, or what do you think, um, women men, don't, women don't get it about men? Yeah. Or what is it something that you don't get about men? Um, you know, you're recently married, so that's a whole new journey. I know. I would say that like. Probably women get the rep for being like the moodier gender or sex. And I feel like guys can have just as many different moods. Yeah. Is that, mm. I guess that kind of goes with the sensitivity thing. Mm. What do you think? Why are you humming at me? Um, okay. I agree. Wait. Oh. <laughs> no. Elaborate. No. Why not? You'll hear it on the podcast. You're going to respond on your <laughs> no. own podcast? Yeah. <laughs> so I, yes, I, would, I am. I would tend to agree with you. I, yes. I think I'm pretty even keeled somewhat, but that doesn't mean I don't have emotions. Right. But I think men in general, maybe, maybe I'm generalizing and painting it with a broad stroke, but um, maybe are a little more even keel in general. I don't know. What's been your favorite podcast topic to discuss in like the, what, nine months you've been doing it? Mm. Guys, what do you think? I mean, we we always have a real good time answering questions from people because that's real. That's our honest opinion. Yeah. Um, we've talked about sex a lot, which you know, we're not good at. Yeah. So <laughs> you're talking, not good at talking, talking about, about it. We're not going to do it. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> the the um, hips lie. The hips lie. <laughs> to be to be honest, like to be honest, Ashley, we we started the podcast to try and create a safe. space space for men to talk about things that they never talked about and part of my mission with this was in a locker room dudes don't talk about anything other than the the game we're playing tonight yeah. and i saw guys really struggle in their life even though they could perform in their career in their life they struggled and it's because we we just didn't talk about stuff so we will as guys want to be a place and have a conversation where we lay our weapons down talk about things that actually are going on and truthful 
in our lives, even though it's maybe hidden by a rough exterior or something, there's actually like emotions and feelings and, and mm-hmm. insecurities and stuff going on in our life. And, um, topic wise, I don't know exactly which one's my favorite, but I love the mission behind it. I, yeah, I love the mission behind it too. I mean, everybody loves the movie, what, what, uh, men want and what women want. And I feel like you guys are just trying to kind of like crack the code in between the two sexes, right? I don't know. We're yeah. just trying. We're just Crack trying to bridge it. Or just so. kind of like vent about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're all in different phases of our lives too, and and I think that it helps us kind of bounce things off each other. And and um, I ask these guys for you know their opinions on things, and sometimes I hear them talking about marriage and and their relationships. And I, I I'm not married, so it's interesting hearing their perspective on things. And sometimes these guys are kind of steering me toward, hey man, you know, you gotta with the right person, you know, things are gonna. You know, your your mind's going to change on certain things. So these guys are all, they're in it for the long haul with somebody. I'm not I'm not there in my life yet. Um, but vice I'm versa. Sometimes I think about becoming a rock star and I ask Gavin, should I do it? <laughs> Sometimes guys are like, hey, man, you got any room on the bus? <laughs> you need a backup bassist? Yeah. <laughs> Gavin, you've never really had a, a relationship that's made headlines or one that's been very public. Are you very private about it or have you not just had many relationships? I, I'm pretty private. I mm-hmm. think I'm maybe too private, um, but uh, it, it's just the nature of it. And I, I think because I've been in the music uh, world and, and seen so many public relationships uh, fail or get too much attention, it's always been a little disturbing to me. Um, and I've always been also very fearful of of like celebrity relationships mm-hmm. and just the the headline sort of. Um, just the, the idea of, of people asking you about things that have like on the red carpet, just freaking you out. Like, Hey man, we heard that such and such is going on with you guys. And that, that's, that's always been a phobia of mine, you know, as an, as an artist is that people would maybe pay a little too much attention to certain things that are more private than, than, than public. Like you don't want to Taylor Swift it where everybody knows what the song's about, who the song's about. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty much. Basically. Yeah. That, that, that's been a phobia of mine. You know, I mean, that's to me, to me, there's certain things that, that you, you want to keep private. And, uh, the second you start exposing someone else to that, to that world, it's sort of irresistible, uh, uh, for for other folks not to pay attention to that type of thing, I think. Got it. He's real bad about it sometimes. I bumped into him on the street and he pretended like he didn't know me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do well, you know my name? He's trying to buy some gum. Well, what are you going to be singing tonight? Uh, I'm, I'm doing a couple songs. Uh, a medley? We, uh, we, yeah, a little bit. A little bit of a medley, yeah. Just a little bit of taste. Uh, of a taste of what what I do. Uh, me and a couple of my guys from my band got together, and uh, we're going to do a little bit of something else uh, just to spice up the night. A song called Soldier, and uh, a song that uh, kind of kicked off my career in the public eye called I Don't Want to Be. So oh. I, that's uh, that, that's one that really kind of changed my life to begin with, you know. Yeah, I know. Got me out of the poor house. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. I actually saw you perform Soldier at the uh, Thirst the Thirst Gala. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, that was an unbelievable night, man. So, was so really amazing. a special evening, wasn't it? Yeah. If you guys are, a, aren't amazing. familiar, the Thirst Gala is about building water mines in in areas of the world that mm-hmm. they don't have any fresh water and people yeah. like literally spend their entire day going to fetch water. Absolutely. It's, it's so crazy. Yeah, they'll walk miles and miles yeah. just to get a couple gallons of water. It's just incredible. 
All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Have thank fun tonight. Thank you so tonight. much for your time. Really, so nice. Yeah, Ashley, and I'll see you on stage with Gav yeah. for our special. <laughs> yes, I can't yes, wait yes, to I hear. I'll I'm, wave to wait you. Wait to hear Brooks's rhymes. Yeah. At what point are we going to break it to him that he's not going on stage with you? <laughs> In about five hey, minutes. I want him up there. <laughs> hey, let me get you some maracas. <laughs> Nominated for the prestigious 2020 CES Innovation Award for the Best Home Appliance, honoring outstanding design and engineering in consumer technology products, along with being included in this year's Oprah's Favorite Things Holiday Gift Guide, the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Machine is really fun and a convenient way to enjoy and serve exceptional cocktails on demand in the comfort of your own home. It's like those individual coffee things that I don't even know if I'm allowed to say the name of right now. You know how that kind of revolutionized your life, especially your morning routine? That is what Bartesian is going to do for your nighttime drinks. So CEO and founder of Bartesian, Ryan Close, a former bartender, worked with expert mixologists to design the ultimate cocktail machine through a capsule-based system that allows you to choose the amount of alcohol that you want in your drink. All you got to do is press a button and the innovative technology identifies your cocktail choice and they blend it all up into the most delicious thing ever. And their canisters are dishwasher safe and it's auto clean cycle ensures each cocktail is going to be as premium tasting as the last. You know how sometimes you'll you'll make drinks and you're like, oh, that one was better than that one. You had the ratio right. Well, the ratio is always going to be right with Bartesian. So check it out, guys. It's really cool. We have some here for this podcast. We're sipping as we podcast and I highly recommend this thing. So I know I've done my best trying to explain how this Bartesian works. But it's best if you go and see it for yourself. So go to Bartesian.com. That is B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com. Bartesian.com. Check it out. It's so cool. So delicious. All right, guys. The guests keep on rolling in this studio. It's like a factory around here. My next guest is Belgian actor, martial artist, huge 90s star Jean-Claude Van Damme and his son Chris and you guys are here to support and celebrate your new podcast it's weekly and it comes it's called The Damn Good Fight and it's it's about you know how to achieve success through tips of you know, the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual components of yourself. And that can be anything from just like your mindset to training and nutrition. And all of this, all the tips you're going to give us on this podcast is going to help us achieve our, our life goals. Yes. We all have access to success. Is oh, your, that's a great word. Access to success. <laughs> can you give us a tip right here on the podcast? But for example, I came in this country and God bless America with nothing in my pocket, but uh, I did have, I did formulate in my mind an image of success that I create in my mind when I was young for many, many years. It became so alive into my head. I threw this image in the future of America. Mm-hmm. And when I came and I walked in America, I was looking in my head like a star. I felt like a star, and finally it happened. So it's like these types of secret, and also we'll have the point of view 
of the young generation that I cannot follow sometimes, like Chris <laughs> and many guys around him, his age. So we'll have his point of view. We'll have him correct me when I make English Grammatical, ex- you know, <laughs> 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 A lot of the show, actually, if I may step in, Dad, just please, a couple seconds. Please, please, please. A lot of the show has to do with um, representing a relatability factor with the world itself right now. Everybody's damn good fight to the top. What is worth fighting for to them, individually speaking? You know, everybody has a damn good fight, if mm-hmm. you want to say it in the commercial aspect of things, but it's true. And um, the relatability factor of the show and the people we're going to be, the guests essentially we're going to be interviewing can uh, share their fight to where uh, they've arrived with their success in their, in their lives. So I think it's a very important show that can bring people together to know that, you know, someone like my father, someone like myself and yourself and people in this room have a fight they're fighting for every day, their purpose in life. John, you um, just talked about the po- the power of positive thinking, visualizing. How do you feel? How do you feel? Um, people who have a positive outlook differ in success than people who have a negative outlook. Um, okay, <laughs> we cannot be positive all the time. Mm-hmm. I've got my uh, downside a lot, and that will be described in the show, like you and everybody else. Sure, but it's not like a technique, but it's a um, a natural act of nature, mm-hmm. and. When it will be described in the show with other people, famous people, like he said, Christopher, my son, they'll come on the show. <clears throat> Maybe we'll have a champion from the UFC or a uh, pilot, uh, uh, Formula One. Uh, Formula One, how do you say in English? Formula One. You got it. Formula One. Race car driver in America. <laughs> Race car driver. <laughs> and stuff like that. So you, I mean, when you came here, uh, where are you from? Which state? How you were able to become so successful in, 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 in radio and stuff Hi, like that? Hi, my name is Ashley. I was, <laughs> I grew up in Virginia and I went on a dating show. But that's cool, right? To people <laughs> yeah. because uh, everybody on our show will be a star. Mm-hmm. Not me, that's correct, yeah. not Chris. Everybody will come on the show they will talk about stuff I didn't know about it, like a, a live YouTube, a visual, uh, not visual, a uh, because it's not camera. Stuff yet. I did not know about yeah. would be the correction there. Because uh, my son told me, and you know, I was doing some, <laughs> something joking. nice. He told me that yeah, there's no camera on that show. It's it's a, it's a talk it's an show, audio. Podcast. Oh yeah, it's yes. podcast. I didn't it's know. So I thought it was a camera somewhere. He said that. <laughs> I Sometimes you. podcasts have video components to them. That's right. Why did you choose podcasting? I was right. Uh, <laughs> well, I think uh, you know we were approached by we were approached by a wonderful team we're working with a team called uh, known as Cinematically. Uh, it consists of very very important people in this uh, in this in this this show itself, and we couldn't be where we are without them. Mm-hmm. So we're very grateful for that. Um, Cinematically has approached uh, my father and I because they saw the dynamic. Uh, between us mm-hmm. and they when when things start to get fluid on on a on a re- regular basis even at home we are just ourselves while interviewing people like right now and we just kind of work well off each other when we warm up to the to the correct rpm but um i think uh the good thing about this show is we have so much my father's been through and what i've been through being underneath such a large name like my father and the impact he has in the world it's very difficult to to uh, try to um it's a fight within itself you know 
and it's like you're you're trying to cast your own shadow upon your own shadow from within a shadow that's DNA based. <laughs> so it's like it's very hard to climb that mountain, but it's possible. And um, coming from that side of the of the fence, it's nice to to hear my father speak about things I never even knew about. And I think when we interview people who uh, can relate to the pain he shared for his time to make it to the place he's been, and vice versa with me and the and the guests we have on the show, we can uh, we can really share some important stuff. And I think. Um, I think uh, I think we can go somewhere special with this because it's as raw and grit and real as possible. Uh-huh. Our um, podcast is a lot about relationships because we talk predominantly about the Bachelor franchise. Mm. And do you, do you guys ever expect to be talking about the damn good fight that is love and marriage and all that? I know that you've been married a few times, but you've been with the same woman since 1999 now. Exceptional. I mean, to be able to... Uh, first of all, I met my wife into, um, in front of me in a magazine in Belgium. She was very known in Europe as a, one of the uh, first uh, bodybuilder champion yeah. mm-hmm. without the juice, you know, at, at the time. No steroids. So, yeah, ah. very, 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 the juice. The juice. Yeah, yeah, the juice. Very female looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, you know, so anyway, I, I came to Los Angeles and I always wanted to be with that woman. And uh, finally we met. Look, you know. So you basically met your celebrity crush. Don't do <laughs> I was nobody at that time. So she uh, took me in. And, and, and then um, up and down. But to be able to remarry the woman mm-hmm. and for her to be able to wait and to forgive, it's something amazing. And that's why people like to stay around our family. When people come to our family, they don't want to leave because they see a wife like Snow White. Uh, they see kids like they saying, yes, sir, lady, because they were born uh, homeschooling. I was afraid for them to go into drugs because mm-hmm. my uh, past history. Mm-hmm. And so well protected, but also well instructed in terms of uh, uh, spirituality, uh, intuition science, uh, connectivity, uh, stuff we can talk about people like, wow. Connective science. Know, you know, yeah. we don't know Jean-Claude, I didn't know about martial arts, but we can talk about even quantum physics, plasma and all that stuff. So. They heard this crazy guy on YouTube learning what he didn't learn when he was at school. And they have that type of education. So when people come to our place, they feel this type of... Uh, feel welcomed and we can relate to people. You know? Yeah. We, we love people. Yeah, we love people. And That's we want to do that with the show. Yeah, And we love animals. We oh. love animals. As how, many, as people. how many dogs do you have amongst you guys? Can I, can I say the number count? Okay. Please. So, all right. So we start... <laughs> we've always had dogs, either minimum two, maximum 13. <gasps> In one, in one, yeah, she's what a, a heaven, yeah. Uh, everybody who comes to the house is welcomed by all the pups, but at, now we're at seven. God bless those who have passed away and left us. They left, they read, they lived long lives and they, um, they've lived great lives, long lives. And we, we, they're all rescues, most of them were rescues, mm-hmm. um, from filming locations, different sets around the world. Um, we brought them a lot of <laughs> my poor, my poor mom, my parents, they, they, and, and my sister and I too, we all helped and contributed with the traveling, but it was such a hard, uh, a hard trip to bring some dogs, you know, quarantine, avoiding quarantine, all that, all that stuff. But we love, we love animals. Big on ecology. Mm-hmm. They, they don't care about them on the street. They were dying. You want to take them out to save them and they give you so much headache. It costs me 10 times more money to save a dog with all the papers. And Isn't like it that. ridiculous? It is. It's uh, so, yeah. it's so crazy. Yeah. 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 It's so hard. It's, um, the way that I've adopted dogs has always been quite easy, but I know that there's a lot of people who, they have to go through so many hoops and wait so many months just to get a rescue. Yeah. Just like let let's you know 
they seem like a good person. You do a home check, okay? Right. Then right. let the dog have a home. And, right. and also in our audience, what we want to do, because I've got all those fans, and believe it or not, you go, okay, it's full of, uh, no, I'm not, I create such a, such a, Database. a, a world in the social network. A realm. Oh, yeah, yeah, worldwide. Mm -hmm. And we want to give this, uh, not a message, but to give something for people to do. And we have a way to convince them to do so. And it's something very big that happened, that happened, that happens, has, that has to happen has very to happen. fast. Yeah, very fast, kind of. Uh, I, I'm emotional on, 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 on that one with my words. Excuse me for that. But what I think he's trying to say is that he wants to really bring in not only his fan base and viewers alike. He wants to deliver a message he feels is important, um, you know, representing his damn good fight and representing what he represents now past just being a star, past just being, good. Um, he's personal, you know, basically. And it's, it's as relatable as it, as it should be. Like other people coming on our show, please open up to us. And also yeah. our show is super optimistic. We're not here to launch people and, and your past and this and that. Yeah. We, 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 we live at the page. Mm -hmm. We don't understand the past. We do. We learn from it, but when a, a guy comes to my show, he's coming at the page of today, because every day we change, for better or worse. True. Well said. Yeah. I think about myself even nine months ago, and I'm like, I wouldn't have picked that outfit out. <laughs> <laughs> Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. The Easter Bunny is coming early this year. That's right. Easter Sunday is March 31st. And with free in-store pickup, CVS makes it easy to get everything you need for brilliant baskets and happier hunts. I'm so excited for the Easter egg hunt with Dawson this year. Find delightful toys, peeps-themed egg decorators, pre-filled Easter eggs packed with goodies and so much more. Hop to it and get your order fast with free CVS pickup. Visit cvs.com slash Easter for details. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest. Safest and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. 
All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, Make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. Oh my God, oh my God, we have more people sitting next to me. Like my husband, he's back, you guys, I know. You're like, this is a second podcast this week that Jared's been on. Is it really? Oh yeah, yeah the live podcast, I forgot about that. But I'm not alone, I have my co-host from the greatest podcast that ever was, Help I Suck at Dating, Dean Ungler. Suck on me! Assemble! Help I Suck at Dating! Help I Suck at Dating! <laughs> we kind of blew that a little bit. We're going to work guys. on that chance. My first question for you is truly like the podcast pride is real. I've never seen somebody shout out their own podcast or get so hype when it's brought up than you two. Why? It's a movement. You know, Suck Army is a movement. It's not stopping. We're coming for the People's Choice Awards 2020. We're coming for Podcast Awards 2021. Because you're not nominated today. No, which, uh, excuse my language, uh, but it's bull. Viva la revolucion. You want to know what's funny is, you know, in soccer in soccer matches, in international sports, the only team that shouts their name in the match is USA. We're the only ones that go, no. USA, USA. Every other country, they have like a song or an anthem. Does that make us like obnoxious or awesome? Horribly obnoxious. I don't and know. I think, I think it kind of makes us awesome. Well, I appreciate that because I feel like we're adopting that same mentality. Okay. Help, I suck at dating. Help, I suck at dating. We should have t-shirts made. I think yeah, I'm gonna Absolutely. I'm gonna dare Dean to get up on stage tonight as somebody accepts the pop category. We've award. already talked about this. Oh, we're, we're pulling yeah. we're pulling a full Kanye. Yeah. Is there a relationships and dating category? Because there should be. No, there's like TV and film. I think if there's probably. not, they but should make it. We could be, be the only TV one. and film. It should be relationships and dating. Yeah, I agree. There might have been like motivation, which we could potentially fall under. I'm gonna let you finish, but. Jared was the best co-host of 2019. Dean, if you did this, you guys would get so many listens. We literally have this exact conversation all the way over here. We'd be iconic, but the problem is Dean can't do it because you know he's not gonna. He wouldn't have because the they crutches. would see him coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he would take so long. Security to would up tackle there. me well before I got to the mic. Oh, at least 20 feet. So but, it's on you, babe. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you'll be able to pull it off in the same way. 
What the hell is that supposed to be? You know, you're too like suave. Like it has this. I've got. We, so wouldn't that be a good thing? You need to be suave. We got to get Jared. Suave. We got to get him a couple drinks deep, and I think he might yeah. be uh, might be game. I've never ties. seen him a couple drinks deep. You've seen me a couple drinks deep. So how do we? So we deep. don't even know what he's capable of. We don't exactly, guys. Right. You don't even know the beast within. <laughs> Have you tried the Bartesian out there? Oh, so good. We had it on Help I Suck at Dating weeks ago. Really? Yeah, we did for the Christmas episode. Babe, right. I was thinking like we don't even drink mixed drinks in the house all that much, but we should get one of those. I mean, it's pretty cool. Okay, so I my biggest question, and I feel like the audience's biggest question for you guys and your podcast is. How can you still suck at dating if you're both in serious loving relationships? You want me to take this one? I would love for you to. All right, listen. Listen to everybody who's listening currently right now. Listen up. Lend Open those ears. ears. Open those ears. <laughs> Guys, we all suck at dating. Whether we're in relationships, whether we're single, it does not matter. Because there's all things that we could work on, get better at. There are aspects of marriage that I suck at. Tell there me. Aspects, give them examples. Give me examples of what you suck at. I could do a far better job of surprising you. What do you mean surprising me? Just bringing oh. home flowers I every know. once in a Why while. Why don't you do Chocolates, that? Chocolates. It's things that I'm currently working on. Really? I Ashley, haven't seen any work. Ashley, because in all other aspects of marriage, I'm perfect. So I have to have one thing I suck at in order for the podcast to be successful. So it's for the business, why? baby. This is why I don't get surprises, which no, you know does, means so much for me. I know, but I'm working on it. Dean, would you agree, though, that there's all aspects that we suck at? I think you know it right on the head. I think just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean you don't suck at dating. Just because you're married doesn't mean you don't suck at dating. Just because you're single doesn't mean you don't suck at dating. I think anyone can listen to the podcast and learn things because it's not just us sharing our experiences. It's also we have relationship experts, uh, therapists, uh, authors, etc. that come on the podcast and uh, divulge all of their information and all their wisdom upon us. And even like uh, like I was saying, you don't have to be married in a relationship or whatever your status is, you can still take something from it, which is nice. You guys, later in the podcast, Nick Vial is coming on. Do we think that Nick sucks at dating? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Why does Nick suck at dating? I think Nick is... Uh, and I say this as somebody who was part of the groomsman party that sits in front of me. Well, Nick will never agree to this, but I think he's picky. Very. Oh, my God. I think he'd agree with you. I think you might be the pickiest person that he's I have ever met. incredibly picky. Like, well, actually, everything up it, to me. He's like, him and I are like the same amount of picky. Like, there's always something wrong. Even if it's perfect, there's always something wrong. And he's just the epitome of a single guy living in Los Angeles. It's hard. Paradox of choice kind of like paralyzes people. You know, he's got so many options. And it's Nick. He's a... You know, he's acting. He's obviously he used to be The Bachelor. He's got a lot of things going for him. And so a lot of women probably would want to date him. And so sometimes that uh, ability to choose things immobilizes you and makes you question whether there's maybe something better around the next corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's the millennial problem. Yeah, 100%. Is, is there something better? Yeah. Especially with, with Instagram now. I'm sure Nick's DMs are, are off the charts. Blowing up you know? daily. How has it felt to not check that DM, that other DM section for you over the past seven or eight months? Well, I still check it. But I still it, check it, too. Yeah. Just for fun. Sometimes yeah, brands reach out. Yeah, you check it for, like, business reasons. Yeah, yeah, because there are people that will reach out and be like, hey, do you want, a, like, a, f- a pair of sweatpants and just tag us on Instagram story? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I would love a pair of sweatpants. Thank you so much. Yeah, but it does, it does feel good. I was walking through the airport the other day when we were flying back from Europe, and, uh, I just had, like randomly stopped dead in my tracks. Caitlin was well ahead of me because I'm very slow on my crutches. And I was like, I'm so glad I'm in a relationship. and I don't have to be single anymore. Oh, 
Dang. It's just being, being single is exhausting. I have a friend who just broke up with her boyfriend of two years this week, and I keep thinking about her at 30 needing to be back on the dating field, and I'm like, that is stressful. Yeah. I, and especially since like so many of your other friends are in serious relationships, like who do you go out with to like try to meet people? And it's just like you, it's a relatability thing. Yeah, right. it's like fun for five seconds, and then you're completely over it. Right. Yeah. So, um, what is Kate? What is Caitlin's number one complaint like about what you suck at dating? Oh man, well she's just so sweet. She doesn't really complain about much of anything. Uh, sometimes I get maybe drive the sarcasm home a little too hard, like publicly. <laughs> I feel like maybe not like between you two, but I feel like like you kind of get on her at twit on Twitter sometimes or in interviews. Yeah, that probably annoys her. No, but she maybe at first, but she like uh, what I really adore about her is she's kind of taken that whole thing in stride and now she spits it right back at me twice as hard so it's like uh what she what used to be her biggest grievance against me she's turned into one of my favorite things about her is that she's able to put it back on me too that's so cute my last question for you guys is um well sorry babe it's not for you (laughs) well it's like it's harder for me to come up with interview questions for you since you're my husband yeah we talk constantly yeah. Um, Dean, I need to know about all the things that you now appreciate even more about Kaylin after she went to Switzerland and like helped you trek through Europe and all like the nursing that she did for you. Like I want like a little bit of mush for the next 60 seconds. Oh my gosh. Come mush on. is not really my strong I suit. I know, but it's so sweet when it does come out. Um, I do appreciate her coming. Uh, I appreciate her coming out to help me. There were a lot of times she called me and she was like, Hey, I'm going to fly out to Switzerland and come like help you. I was like, no, like don't come. I don't want you to like be bored in the hospital with me. You're not going to be doing anything. Um, and there were times when, you know, obviously she had to like carry my luggage through the airport and she had a, I, today actually was the first day since the accident that I put my own shoes on and tied them myself. Mm-hmm. Really proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was responsible for doing that for me up until today, basically. And, uh, I kind of got annoyed at myself a few times because there were like things that she would mistakenly do or like forget to do, like forget to get me something from Starbucks or something so silly like that. And I would like get kind of annoyed. And then I was like, wait, why am I getting annoyed at this person that's trying to help me? Um, but she was great every step of the way, you know, it's really, uh, telling of her to just kind of drop everything and come and help me through the recovery process in Europe. And I appreciate her for that. It would have been a much, much grimmer situation had she not been around. And so Caitlin, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure you are, I really appreciate you doing that for me. And if the roles ever reverse, God forbid that ever happens, I will hundred percent be there for you as well. And I love you. Thanks, Ash. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, guys. You're the best. Thank you. I love you, you, uh, my love. I love you, too. Make sure you guys listen, (laughs) subscribe to Help I Suck at Dating. You can follow us on Instagram, Help I Suck at Dating. There's tons of pictures of Dean on there, which is why you should follow. You're going to love it. Should we all chant it together? Yes. Obviously. Help Help I I Suck at Dating. dating. Help I Suck at Dating. Eason, Help I Suck at Dating. Yeah. All right. I have talked about this place before. It's Tokaya Organica. It's my favorite place to Postmate from. And it is also a place that I've done research on because I just think it's such an upcoming thing that's going to really beat out its competitors at some point. So Takaya, let me tell you about it. If you don't live in the Southern California area where they are just booming, there's like a new Takaya everywhere. Um, it's a rapidly expanding, fresh, casual, modern Mexican restaurant. It was born from a mission to make eating better. And with 
chef-driven salads, tacos, bowls, burritos, quesadillas, and desserts, and they wanted it to be sophisticated yet accessible in a setting unlike the others. Takaya creates a date-worthy atmosphere. Honestly, it does. Don't forget, Valentine's Day is around the corner, so date options should be on your radar. It's also the perfect place to just grab a few tacos with friends at lunchtime and Each location also has like an upscale bar area featuring handmade cocktails when you go in there. If you're a tequila drinker, there's always some sort of margarita being mixed and like fresh lime being squeezed. It's pretty nice. And there's also another huge game changer about Takaya versus the others. They're rooted in traditional Mexican recipes and the menu is fully vegan forward, yet it naturally accommodates a variety of other dietary preferences, including vegetarian and gluten-free. And they use the highest quality produce. That's that's their foundation. It does taste fresh. I too think it tastes different. And they have something for every diet out there. They really do. And FYI, Tokaya has some awesome catering deals too. That's why they catered this podcast party that we are at right now. Um, so that's perfect for Oscar night or the Super Bowl. Visit TokayaOrganica.com for more info and to find your nearest location. More iHeartRadio podcast guests. Right now I have the ladies of Intimate Knowledge on Brooke Burke, Megan King Eggmans, oh. and... Leela Darville. You guys hi, know Brooke hi. Burke and, <laughs> and Megan King Evans, but um, Leela is a sex and intimacy and professional relationship coach. Mm-hmm. And I'm having my husband join me on this segment because oh, well. you guys are hi, husband. The, hi. The, hi. the sex intimacy relationship experts. And we're going to get a little like sexy in this. Mm. this uh, I'm so glad he's here because our show is not just for women. Our show is for men oh, as well. Perfect. And people Absolutely. think it's like this chatty, girly, just intimate knowledge deal. It's for everyone. So glad the hubby's here. Okay. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Are you kidding me? Well, it's kind of like girls listen to the 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 man podcast because they want to know mm-hmm. what um, mm-hmm. to do. You know, right. they want to mm-hmm. know how to speak to their husbands and their their partners the best. People want to know what the other sex is thinking. Yeah, and so then guys should listen to you to figure out what women want, and they do. And they do figure out what women want. It's great. What Everybody th- wins. <laughs> what do you think men don't get about women the most? I know that's a very loaded question, but like of all your listener questions that you get emailed, what's a theme that comes up all the time? Well, go ahead. I feel like Lila would be good at this one. (laughs) (laughs) I we know intimacy is a big part. Yeah, women are yearning. They're really yearning to be touched, for their hearts to be touched, for their to be seen. I tell you this to be known. Can we just and, listen and for a second? I think like the real key to this is women are deeply yearning the presence of their man. Like to and, and you know you started yeah. that out by saying touched, but what she really means she is means like, like everywhere, so the many soul, ways, soul, like, yes. soul, heart, yeah. connection, body, connection. Yeah, like don't look at your phone when you're talking to me. Like I need you yeah. to make eye contact. I with want me. presence. Just something I want to feel you here. Mm-hmm. I want to feel you seeing me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In our first episode, when we were talking about what intimacy means to everyone, and it was incredible, it's so different. That's what we really talked about. Yeah. The, the, the being seen. That's, I think, what we're all like yearning and striving for. And I'm not sure men men get that. What do you? What is? What do you what think? Men get, <laughs> he's, he's, his wheels are turning. 
Are you, are you being present right now? I'm very present. What are you guys talking about? I'm just about? kidding. <laughs> <laughs> What's the question? Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, from my experience being married and being in relationships, yeah, I guess women... I think it's just a, it goes back to vulnerability. I think that men have difficulty being vulnerable with their mm-hmm. counterpart. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think probably a lot of times you bring up looking at your phone while in the midst of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I'm sure when guys look at their phone, the conversation is about something serious. And so they just avoid eye contact because they don't want to be vulnerable because eyes obviously are a pathway to the soul. Mm-hmm. So I think... Uh, and. Yeah, I think women are far more willing to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And this is a it's a real skill actually to to uh, a skill and to feel a willingness can, yes. to be vulnerable is really scary. Yeah, and for to women. build the capacity to hold that. Like you said a lot of men like divert their eyes or uh, mm-hmm. draw their attention elsewhere um instead of like deeply connecting because it can be a lot to hold mm-hmm. and so a man has to be deeply present within himself embodied within himself to be able to show up for a woman you guys yeah. talk about sex a lot in the podcast yeah we do and um <laughs> here should we should we get a little should we like be a little revealing right now yeah Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Jared's yes. like, Please. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so everybody knows that I was, you know, I was a virgin for a long time. That was mm-hmm. my thing on The Bachelor. And um, I think because I started later in life, I like have this thing where like I have such a hard time feeling sexy. Like I cannot present myself as sexy. <laughs> Like, I can feel hot. Like, I can look in the mirror and be like, you're having a really good day. Like, you're really pretty. But, like, I can't, like, be sexy. So, like, I need advice from you ladies. You look sexy I was just right gonna now. Say. See, well, the thing is, like, I can feel like I look in the mirror and I'd be like, yeah, you look good. But, like, I can't, like, per- like put on, like, a-, a sexy persona. See, it's so interesting to hear you say that because your body language is sexy and you are, a, like, a sexy woman exuding that. And this is an amazing conversation because it comes from within such a deep place. And what we're talking about a lot on our podcast is about getting in touch and dialing in and discovering and tapping into all of the powerful feminine qualities that we all possess and sort of owning that and giving ourselves permission. We talk a lot about permission Mm -hmm. to feel, to discover, and to find freedom in that. And like, I look at you, even the way you like are moving, you're so sexy in your, in your body language. So it's about, I think, changing your inner dialogue Mm -hmm. and you know, that inner messaging, um, and feeling it from a deep, authentic place because it's actually already happening. You might be in a little bit of denial. Oh, thank you. Can well, I? I think I think it's definitely my sister who, like, I know I blame her for this all the time. It's because like all of my twenties, she was like, "Ashley, oh my god, you're so awkward. Oh my god, you're so awkward. Like, I can't ever imagine no. you like that." And I really think that it like went to my soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one, you are very sexy. Babe. I know. You're always you sexy. I know. The- Let me say this. I do think. You are awkward, but that's your, per, your that's your perso- that's who you are as I a know. human. That's, that's your most endearing quality. But Aww. I also think it all goes back, if I'm being honest, to confidence. But I'm like so confident saying, in every yeah. other territory. Well, that's what's me, so weird. Let me let me okay. explain. I think even Brooke, like you guys, you ladies are saying, Ashley is very sexy right mm. now because she's in a podcast studio on a mic, very confident because she does this all the time. And mm-hmm. this is like, this is your, this is your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like, Hey, I got this. I can interview. I yeah. can podcast. I can talk. You're very confident in that area. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes because everybody well knows you might be a little inexperienced in some aspects of relationships, you lack the confidence. And I think your awkwardness comes out because you're also the person that you can't hide anything. So when you are feeling awkward, mm-hmm. 
you are putting that vibe out. Yeah. And you're like, I don't feel comfortable and I'm yeah. I Am I doing good? Is this not good? Like, I don't know. It's sort and of so, adorable. And it's sort of adorable. But don't we all feel awkward at times? We Absolutely. all feel awkward at times. Well, yeah. Exactly. Otherwise, we'd just be arrogant. We'd be like walking around owning it and it wouldn't be as attractive. So that might be your most attractive quality. Mm-hmm. But when you tap into that, that sensual confidence, mm-hmm. girl. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's an energy. Sexy yeah, is that's an energy. a whole new power. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like what someone looks like. Mm-hmm. It's what... Mm-hmm how they are feeling and that coming through mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. um it's really an energy it's someone who is feeling themselves you can mm-hmm. see like someone who isn't what we deem to be sexy walking mm-hmm. down the street but if mm-hmm. if that person is feeling themselves yeah so mm-hmm. their sense their senses are alive and that is emanating through their body mm-hmm. that is sexy I, I wanna, and I wanna, that's what we're seeing in you right here when you're talking and you can i can see and feel all the energy moving from your body and it's coming out and oh, yeah. that's damn it's sexy guys. girl you're it's like really of, you're fe- like, you're feeding um, me that we're going to talk about this on our in our next episode i think on monday bde do you guys mm, know what yeah. BDE is? So it's big dick energy. Oh, yeah. Like, and guys have it. Yes. Like, a really confident, like, sensual dude will have BDE. And it's not necessarily a compliment or a bad thing. It just, it, it is. But women can have it as well. So it's mm-hmm. this, it's this, like, uh, it's like a confidence, like a, it's like a, 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 a um, not an ambiance, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you will. And uh, it's interesting. And it's kind of like this powerful feeling. I feel like that's what Pete Davidson has, and that's why he banged he all the cute, all the he hottest does. chicks. Okay, if you Urban Dictionary BDE, because I have his name is on there. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> because like he's cutesy and he's super funny, but like yes. it's because like Did he you radiates Urban Dictionary that. Is? No, swear, it's so, swear. We oh, just brought up Big Dick Energy. Yeah. I didn't even have it in my and notes. And you know what? Yes. We thank God for the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> right. We are learning mm-hmm. this year, ladies. I'm back in the scene. I got. I got to like learn yeah. these. These acronyms. I have Megan and I crack up about that kind of stuff all that because we're like Google searching, like like speed searching. Oh yeah, I I have this. So I thought I'd bring this up on this podcast because I have this um, sponsorship with KY coming up, and their new acronym is um, it's resting pleasured face instead of resting bitch face. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I feel like Ooh, lube like is it. one of those taboo things with sex. Yeah. What do you think is a taboo that people just need to get over and be like, no, we should just talk about it. I well, didn't add with them last year for Valentine's Day. Yeah. And I was and I was like a little bit nervous. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I have sex and I am okay with that. So like, why am I not okay with telling the public that I have sex? I love and that you I did was, that. Right? Girl, that's good. Thanks. I love Thanks. that you did And I get why you were a little like hesitant about a campaign yeah. like that. I get it. Yeah. But it was empowering because yeah. we all do it. Yeah. And honestly, like we it. do like Everyone. lube, right? Yeah. 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 We do. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad that you did when, that because I do think that like as a society, we should be talking more about sex because the only way it doesn't become a taboo topic is, is, if, we, is if people yes. are brave enough to talk yeah. about it. Absolutely. And lube is a great example of that yeah. mm-hmm. because yeah. people always feel weird about talking about lube, but it yeah. is a part of sex. I mean, like we talked about, I mean, there's like it's a gateway know. drug. To it, sex. It's, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Remind I, me in our next episode to bring something up that I won't get into okay. right now in okay. the lube department. Okay. okay. Do not let me forget. Okay. Okay. Because okay. we're talking about sex code toys. Word, coconut oil. Episode. Don't don't let me. Coconut forget. oil. Okay. I heard was no. not good because like oil can like make little cuts or something. No. No. It it's good, good for everything. Oh, hair, skin, nails, <laughs> and everything. Hey, well, I might be. Okay. I have false information. Don't yeah. listen to me. I have two more questions for you, ladies. 
Um, I have a friend right now who has gone on two dates with a guy. She likes him a lot. The conversation's great. It, they have a great energy between them. Um, but she like doesn't feel like it's her person. Do you think that you always have to give three dates? Because that's always been the rule that my mom taught me, that um, my my sister-in-law, she wasn't sure about my brother-in-law until the third date. I feel like oh. the third date is a magical number, and I'm just, should she give him the third date? Or, like, if you're, if you're not feeling it's your forever person by date two... Then you just gotta. Drop I, I don't it. know about what Maybe forever, forever person. Per- Maybe not forever. Yeah, person, I don't know what forever person means. If you're not excited, I guess for a third date. Three if you're dates. not excited for a third date, do you go on one just to like give it its all, or do you cut it off at the second date? Three dates for me seems like a great investment of time. Okay. No kidding. I mean, I, maybe you get to the second date That's if you're not. I mean, I don't know. Like three dates is no a lot. Way. Yeah, Especially if you're like, getting, I have kids. Like, yeah, no. no Who I, the hell has that kind of time no. unless you're really into it? Okay, I, I'd rather all take right. a bath. Yeah. I would no, say right? no. No. Yeah. Follow who, I think she should follow her gut, follow her instinct. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to have reasons and like kind of have logical yeah. explanations for how she's actually feeling. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what she should be okay. guided by. Like on paper he's good, I but know, like okay. there's something in his in her gut that says no. nah. That is going to be the nagging at her or if she all night long. Yeah, on, all yeah. night long if it, or if it continues. That mm. first like thought and impulse is going to. Yeah, I don't think we itself. should be talking ourselves out of that Mm-mm. gut feeling yes. either, and compromising like at this stage in like in we're life. we're no. championing the mind over yeah. what is felt, and I right. think that's a, a huge mistake. Actually, amen. I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't champion the mind over what like your heart and your gut are saying. We're obsessed by what our mind says rather than bingo. Yeah, yeah. I also have another friend who is seeing a guy that she really likes, but the kissing is bad. Ooh. What do you oh, do? Get out, run, <laughs> run, <laughs> run, <laughs> run, train, train, run, or run, train or run. Back. <laughs> I, I've definitely trained oh. a few people. Oh. How do you oh. appropriately cha- train? I, I think they can be trained. Absolutely, oh. it's, I think there's a lot of uh, misleading. You might have had some very misleading information before, and so I think he likely could be trained so another girl may have given him bad lessons bad feedback everybody needs feedback (laughs) especially with our like what we want our our bodies like i think i think we need some roadmaps brooke is like no i I dump him i just feel like i've raised four children i'm looking at megan going training right now do you know how hard we're working on to like redesign our lives and raise our kids like i would like long term maybe if it's your but just providing some value information like uh a little to the left (laughs) Right. Would be you know that's valuable. Or like, yeah. see, I'm close or I'm following like, my. I face, like it a little like, bit slower. Yeah, yeah. I'm but, looking like, at my husband now, and I know that this man doesn't like <laughs> criticism of any kind. What's your male take on that? She can she give him tips, or is he going to take that bad? I mean, guys have big egos, so it might not. I think it's probably what's best for him, but they probably won't take it the best. I guess what about? I guess the delivery, the style in which yeah. somebody. Well, of course, yeah, I you got to deliver with kindness kind of and try to. Way. No, Cosmo always is like, like oh, effect. I love it when you do this, even if he's not doing it like yeah. that. Oh, I think that's legit. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Wait, say that again. 
Cosmo will suggest that you're like, oh, I love it when you do this. It's like, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You try to point them to the right direction instead of telling them what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, ladies, this this has been so much fun. I want to be on your podcast. Well, we want you to come on our podcast. (laughs) Okay, I will. And we also want to know what people want us to talk about and what they think. And so we're we're sort of developing this and evolving this for everyone because it's such Mm -hmm. a personal conversation. So, yeah. It is. Write into us. Yeah, good or bad. Give it to us. Sounds good. Maybe. (laughs) I'll just like drop in in the studio sometime when your recordings and they come out Mondays. That's right. Every Monday, new new episode, episode. Intimate Knowledge. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And I mean, every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. The Easter Bunny is coming early this year. That's right. Easter Sunday is March 31st. And with free in-store pickup, CVS makes it easy to get everything you need for brilliant baskets and happier hunts. I'm so excited for the Easter egg hunt with Dawson this year. Find delightful toys, peeps-themed egg decorators, pre-filled Easter eggs packed with goodies, and so much more. Hop to it and... Get your order fast with free CVS pickup. Visit cvs.com slash Easter for details. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net. And enter promo code almost famous to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024. 
the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pampers swaddlers and the diaper stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. All right, next guest. I know we keep rolling through them. This is insane. We have Yardley Smith. She is most famous for her role as Lisa Simpson on The Simpsons for the past 30 years. Lisa Simpson is as old as me. Well, actually, I'm a year older than her, but still. Um, you're, <laughs> Yardley is an actress, a producer, a writer. You have been everywhere, TV, Broadway. You've been as good as it gets, Dharma and Greg, The Tracy Ullman Show. And now you have a podcast called Small Town Big Dicks. Big crime, big time crime happening in small town USA. How do we go from all that comedy to a true crime podcast? Um. Actually, it's it's just small town dicks. Oh, dicks. small town dicks. <laughs> um, I don't know where the tagline. We made a tagline for you if you, you want did. it. Thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> uh, dicks being the the noir slang for detective. Um, you know, I. Oh, is that why? Like they called him Dick Tracy? Yes. No way. Yes. <laughs> oh, learning things all the time on the Almost Famous podcast. <laughs> um, I have always been fascinated by people who aren't interested in following the rules that the rest of us follow in order for society to function well. Mm -hmm. And then since there are those people in the world, I also want to know that there is another group of people that are willing to put the train back on the tracks in order for society to continue to function well. So that means that I want to know that there is law enforcement who take their job really seriously, who feel that it is a calling and not just a job, Mm -hmm. who are willing to line up all the dominoes exactly right. And what I've learned on our podcast is that in order for an investigation to result in justice, you have no idea how much granular detail needs to be put in place in order for all of these things to line up precisely, in order for a DA to file, in order for justice to be served, so that this perpetrator, this criminal who has been, who has committed a crime against a person, against a home, against, you know, society can be put in jail and we all feel a little bit safer. Have you watched Don't F*** With Cats on oh, Netflix? I, oh, oh, you know, I've actually, it's so funny you say that because about seven people have said, Yardley, because I love cats. I have two cats. <laughs> okay. You've got to watch Don't F*** With Cats. And then I'm like, okay, I will. And they're like, okay, but there's just, you know... Y- they don't show you what happens torture. to the cats, but you know it's gonna. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm not sure. I, gotta I think you should watch it because, um, especially especially if you're so interested on the the side of the people trying to do good and get these people in jail, yeah, you'll see like this huge Facebook community. I know what happens. Yeah, like it's a community of like regular non criminal experts, right? 
and who say, dude, law enforcement, listen to me. There is a dude who's killing kittens and he's going to escalate and he's going to fucking start killing people. And guess what? Oh, he did. It was fascinating to see like how behind the times the the real professionals were there it is um you know it's it's really all, uh, those stories are so interesting because when you think about what we have learned from our detectives because all of the cases on our podcast are told by the detectives who investigated the case mm-hmm. That's so cool. which is really quite unusual in the podcast space you yeah. see it much more on television mm-hmm. so um what we've learned is that the caseload never gets less right their to-do list never gets smaller and they as i said they really consider their job a calling not just a job and these cases really stick with them so what i do on my side of the table as the layperson is i want to know not just what it took to take this investigation from soup to nuts but i want to know as a human being when you are the person who pursues humanity who sees the worst of humanity every single day where does that live in you? When you have a family, if you have a wife or a husband um, and children, where does that go in you at the end of a day? A lot of those guys struggle. Right? A lot of them have PTSD. It's really, really hard. And they all say, well, you know, we just put it in a box. But what's also true is the lock on that box isn't that good. Yeah, it's they have a lot inside them. And yeah. I think a lot of them struggle they keep the struggle to keep it in it's and you ultimately you can't really keep it in and so they it's unhealthy they process it with each other Mm -hmm. because they also feel like no matter how close i am to you the lay person right my partner Mm -hmm. my um mother my sister my whatever you have no idea what i've actually seen Mm -hmm. you have no idea what it was like to try to do cpr on that baby and it didn't work yeah you have no idea what it was like to explain to those three children that their dad just killed their mom (sighs) and so those things so they process those experiences with their fellow law enforcement personnel and then at the end of the day as you say i mean there's a lot of sort of emotional stress that goes along with that and so they're just i always feel like everybody has a story no matter what the story is everybody feels like their story isn't that interesting and everybody is wrong it's so true Everybody's like, oh, it's boring. But like, I'm compelled by so many of the people's supposed boring stories. They're so wrong about that. It is the it's in the details, no matter what the details are. This week, the Aaron Hernandez story came out on it. I watched it. Yes. On Netflix. I finished it last night as well. My my husband and I are big Patriots fans and. He came into the bedroom the morning it came out, and he was like, the Aaron Hernandez documentary dropped. And I was like, yay! We're going to go watch it tonight during while we eat dinner. It was, like, very exciting. And then I'm like, like this is so crazy. Like, yay, I'm excited to learn about this horrible story of multiple people dying about this absolutely tormented man. Why do you think that we are so obsessed with true crime? Because I think that... By and large, we recognize, like I said, that society only functions if we really do all abide by a certain set of rules. If we don't, we have complete and utter chaos. So 
who are these people who, especially the ones who are really successful and mm-hmm. or gifted mm-hmm. and or um, the ones who pull themselves up by their bootstraps, like um, Aaron Hernandez, who was had extraordinary talent as an athlete, and he then made that into incredible opportunities. He made it onto the Patriots, right? He was a fourth-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Then there was like, what the hell is happening? How come he hasn't been chosen? Oh, my God, oh, my God. And then he becomes this huge star. Mm-hmm. And then like, okay no wait what the is happening here uh what and he was this huge star and then everybody had to sort of pull on the reins and go hang on this isn't right and i think there is a kind of a kind of is there is there anything inside of me that is like that and if there isn't anything inside of me that's like that how did he get like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if you watch that documentary, you'll see there's a theory that he had the um, brain injury, right, CTE. at the very end, CTE. Yeah. Um, and then there is the, well, he was gay and he couldn't handle that. Mm-hmm. And then there is the, he was abused as a kid. There are so many theories, but at the end of the day, we'll probably really never know. And so I think there's a fascination of what actually made him go over the edge. And then there are people who say, well, I don't think it was him. I don't think he actually pulled the trigger. But for, I got to tell you, so I watched that documentary with Detective Dan, mm-hmm. right? Who's who? So I co-host my podcast with Detective Dan mm-hmm. and Detective Dave, who are identical twins, oh, right? Cool. And I, so I watched that documentary with Detective Dan. And he says, listen to me, as a detective, a guy who gets in a car with four people, one of them ends up dead half a mile from the house of Aaron Hernandez, who then goes into his house, goes into his basement and comes out with a Glock that the dude was that Odin was killed with mm-hmm. half an hour later. And his lawyer is going, it could have been an iPad or a cell phone. Dan's like, F- you, that's not true. That's a Glock. Oh, a yeah, Glock when it's like a, a little blurry and yes. they're like, oh, it could, yeah, it's, we don't really know. It's that, con- you know, no, that evidence says, we can't really use. It has a very specific um, shape to it, that gun. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's really fascinating to watch. I only, so it's ruined, doing the true crime podcast has actually ruined um, uh, scripted true crime, mm-hmm. scripted crime shows for me because now I'm like, ah, that's crime light. I can't watch that. <laughs> now I only want to watch Oxygen and ID Discovery yeah. and stuff and stuff like that. And it's really fascinating to watch it from a real detective's point of view because, of course, he'll always tell you in the first two minutes, like, ah, I'll tell you who I'm like, shut up. It also, it, it's like my dad's a doctor and you can't watch Grey's Anatomy with him because he's like, this is bullshit. Like all the entire episode. BS, same. BS, BS. Same with the same with Dan. He's like, ah, oh, the badge is in the wrong place. That's not how you hold a gun. You'd never do that. You'd never enter a room that way. I'm like, could you just, I'm just, it's just television. Yeah. It's television. Yes. Enjoy it. Right? Yes. My last question for you is of all the podcasts you've done thus far, What's a story that sticks out to you the most that'll really sell our audience to listen to your podcast? Oh, gosh. Um, Really, there are we've done over 70 episodes now. We just closed our fifth season, although we're only about two and a half uh, years old. There are two. I'll I'll give you two because I can't. It's kind of like 
trying to pick your favorite child. But That's fine. We don't want you to make Sophie's choice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we have one four-part series in season one called The Sociopath and the Whistleblower, which is about one of our um, detectives investigating a bad cop on his own police force, which is fascinating and heartbreaking, and it ruined the whole small town. And then we have another one that aired at the end of this past season five, which just aired, about a man who executed a guy uh, when he was 14 years old and was put away for 17 years and got out on um, a thing called a second look. Uh, we actually, on our podcast, we don't give any of the names or places where the crimes took place, mm-hmm. but in the second case... Is that because you don't want to give fame to the, the criminals? Um, we actually, it's out of respect for the victims. Okay, I was going to say, that's the on the other side. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand. Yes, and also because many of our detectives are still working, mm-hmm. and so we don't want any of them ever to be on the stand and have a prosecutor going, so you're part of that f***ing podcast right. called Small Town Dicks, yeah. right? So, um, but this guy... Guy. His name is Trevor Walraven, and because he his case is quite famous, um, he executed a, a man uh, when he was fourteen years old, and then he got caught a week later. And he, no, yeah, doing what after he got a, a week after he got out of yeah. jail, he got caught doing no, what? no, he got caught for having murdered this man uh-huh. a week later. Okay, so and then he got put in prison uh-huh. for seventeen years, mm-hmm. and now he's out, and now he's an advocate for youth offenders and it's a fascinating two-part interview okay yeah mm-hmm. and you can get our podcast everywhere you like to listen so apple podcast stitcher google play um you name it we're there great thank you so much Thanks yardley this has me. been so cool you're cool thank you <laughs> all right next up we have nick vial stay tuned <laughs> Nominated for the prestigious 2020 CES Innovation Award for Best Home Appliance, honoring outstanding design and engineering in consumer technology products, along with being included in this year's Oprah's Favorite Things Holiday Gift Guide, the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Machine is a fun and convenient way to enjoy and serve exceptional cocktails on demand from the comfort of your home. CEO and founder of Bartesian, Ryan Close, a former bartender, worked with expert mixologists to design the ultimate cocktail machine through a capsule-based system that allows you to use the alcohol of your choice. Bartesian cocktail capsules are made with 100% recyclable materials and are filled with real juices, bitters, and extracts and come in a variety of flavors from classic margarita to more unique offerings such as a paper plane and a scissorac. Simply fill the four liquid canisters with your favorite spirits, insert a capsule right into the machine, and select your desired drink strength ranging from mocktail to strong. With just one press of a button, the Bartesian Innovative Technology identifies your cocktail choice, blends the appropriate spirits with the capsule ingredients, and dispenses your delicious custom cocktail in just seconds. The Bartesian canisters are dishwasher safe, and its auto-clean cycle ensures that each cocktail is as premium tasting as the last. So go to Bartesian.com, that is B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com. Bartesian dot com. Check it out. It's so delicious.
before we started this podcast, Easton asked me, he's like, is it harder to come up with questions for your actual close friends than it is these strangers? And the answer is absolutely. I am joined by one of my good friends, Nick Vial of the Vial Files, which he's here at the iHeart Podcast 2020 Awards celebrating. He needs no introduction, especially with our audience. Bet I was going to call you Ben. ben. Yeah, and also, I ben. feel like good friend is a little kind of underselling our relationship, if I'm speaking freely. Should I say best friend? I mean, one dear, of my best friends. Dear. One of my best friends. Closest. Uh, yeah. You know, groom, groomsman, bridal party here, yeah. bridal party friend. Performer at your wedding? <laughs> Performer. He sure did perform. He recited a, did you, did you, you did Harry Met Sally, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. So he did a monologue at the ceremony, um, the Harry Met Sally scene before the clock strikes midnight. Mm. He did an outstanding performance and he filled in last minute from somebody who had stage, stage fright, fright, but you know, it, you were definitely the best decision. Acting classes are finally paying off. They sure are. So I called you Ben in the beginning because my first question is, do you think that you or Ben looks more like Peter? Pete, Pilot Pete. Be- I, don't, I don't, looks wise? Yes, you, you even put a picture, you, you took a picture of the two of you next to each other and you were like doppelganger or something I, like that? Yeah, I mean, there, I, I've seen some pictures where there are, there'll be times where I'll see a picture of Pete and at first glance, I'm like, is that, was that in like an old photo of me or something? <laughs> um, I don't think he really looks like Ben. Okay. I think he, I thought he looked so much like Ben. Like, ben has a boyish look and so, so does, does Peter, Peter. But yes. like their eyes, the dimensions of their face, like their face shape. I thought there was so much Ben in him. And then... It's um, the boyish look. I think that's... I think it's the boyish look. I think there's something doughy in their eyes, like doughy in like a nice like doll way. I think it's it's that boyish charm that they both have. Okay, so anyway, so Peter was sitting next to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, you are the actual child of Nick and Ben!" And then you also became the Bachelor. It was weird. He's a, I think he's very attractive. Yes, he's very attractive. He has your coloring, and he has Ben's structure. is is very is wild to see. Why do you, Nick, feel like when a person becomes The Bachelor, they go to Ben for advice and not you? Is that true? (laughs) I think so. Yes. I don't know. I mean, I've (laughs) talked to Peter. Okay. But I feel like Ben is like the... Why do you think that Ben is the godfather of the franchise? you're, You're dropping these truths on me. I didn't know. You don't think that like Ben is looked at as the like the president of the Bachelor? I no, I I guess no. No, I feel like yes. Okay, but you apparently don't. I I, I think Ben's great. I mean, I, sure, I'd go to him for advice. I didn't know that. Did uh, you go to him for advice when you became the Bachelor? He gave me advice, and we had uh, we had uh, we had dinner before I went. Okay, yeah, so I got yeah him and Lauren, him him and Lauren. Who else did you get but advice from? Lauren actually gave me better advice than Ben. What'd she say? She, you know, she just told me to focus and I don't know. It, she just told me to protect the relationship if I thought I was going to pick someone. Okay. That's good. That is good advice. Mm-hmm. Did you talk to any other bachelors beforehand? Beforehand? Yeah. When I was going to be the bachelor? Yeah. Uh, no. No, I didn't. Ben was, you know, Ben was, uh, Ben was all I needed, I guess. Okay. Yeah, relevancy. Maybe Chris a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Chris Souls. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so in addition to the Vial files, which you talk about a number of things, it's not just bachelor oriented. You do interviews with relationship experts, A list celebrities, and you also do questions with Nick every Sunday on Instagram. I do. Questions with Nick is when people send in all these questions when you know you set up the Q&A thing. What is the number one? Like, what is the question that you get every single week? And you're like, are you kidding me? I'm getting this question again? Uh, they're generally different variations of... Is he into me? Like, why hasn't he called? Right? Yeah. It's it's either... It's it's like, why hasn't he called? Or what does he mean by this? It's more... It's a lot of more like, what does he mean? You're... Your answers are almost always, he's not dying to you, right? Well, there's a lot of those themes. I try to mm-hmm. be more specific. It's uh, it's more or less about, he's, it's less about he's not that into you and more about uh, trying to encourage, and it seems to be more women asking questions, but trying to encourage them to maybe have greater expectations of uh, their own requirements in dating. And, and greater expectations for their own requirements. Like... You think that girls should be shooting higher and they're like kind of settling for less? I think a, a lot, well, from what I've noticed with questions, I think a lot of young women tend to um, be more worried about whether he likes her. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be their biggest concern. Instead of like, and do you less really about, like him? You know, what do I like about him? Do I like that he does this? Do I not like that he does that? Um they seem to kind of dismiss all these things all around, does he like me? Mm-hmm. So I try to, you know, in different ways, you know, point that out. Okay, so you obviously, like, we haven't seen you in a relationship that lasted a, a long, long time. Why do, you, why do you think that you can teach, like, those who can't teach? I don't even suggest that I can teach. I just... You know, people ask me a question, I give an answer. I don't know if they like it. I don't even know. I'm not even suggesting it's the right advice. It's just the advice. I'm. It's not even advice. It's more... Just like uh, your feedback. Also, Yeah, it's just my feedback. <laughs> also, you know, coaches don't play, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, I mean, I, I think, you know... Uh, try like you learn. Uh, you learn more from failure, and you learn That's from um, yeah. from disappointment. Um, and I will say, a lot of sometimes the advice I give is is based off of things I've learned uh, in the past and points of views that I used to have uh, when I was younger, um, and and things that you know I learned to you know learn to view the world differently and, and learn how to be a little bit more honest with myself. And so those are kind of things I try to 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 suggest. But again, I don't know if I'm right. Sometimes I want to like, I read through your questions and I think I'm going to screenshot his, his answer, the question, his answer, and then give my own answer and like, just see the parallels. Should I do that one time? Sure. Do you think you wouldn't be annoyed? You know, I'm going to like approach everything with a little bit more rainbows and butterflies than you are. Uh, are you, I feel like you would always constantly just post a photo of you and Jared. And be like, well, it, it happened, it happened to me. But I'm the exception to the rule. You are I very am much the exception to the rule. Exception. I really try to tell people this more often. It's, uh, quite honestly, while it's a great story, it's a very dangerous story to tell. It is. 
It you is. Know? My last question for you, and because we have to get going to the awards soon, obviously there's a little friction between the Vale Files and the Almost Famous podcast. No, there's not. I love, I love Jared oh, and Dean. I, I do love teasing Jared them, and though. Dean, I'm talking about my podcast. I just said the Almost Famous podcast. Oh, you, I thought you said files. I hope I suck at dating. There's friction? No, oh, I know there's friction between the Help I Suck at Dating. Oh, yeah. I love to tease you guys. Yeah, there's I enough. Know. There's enough of love to I go meant, around. I meant teasing friction, yeah. of course. Tell our audience, if they don't listen to the Vial Files, what they're going to get there. What was your favorite episode, your best interview for them to go listen to, to get them hooked? To On my podcast? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you uh, like, for one, we do... Well, now we're doing three episodes a week during well bachelors on. So if you if you like listening to people's dating stories uh, all across the spectrum, uh, it's very interesting and relatable. And, and we uh, try to give our opinions uh, uh, of what people should or shouldn't do in their in dating situations. And sometimes sometimes we have guests to help me out. Uh, and then we do like some very interesting interviews, some with bachelor people or other dating experts or just other celebrities and just try to have interesting conversations. And then when the bachelor's on, we'll, we'll, we'll re- recap the bachelor every Tuesday. I'm going to give you a really big compliment here. Thanks, Ashley. No one recaps with so many thoughts as Nick does. Nick analyzes the episode so in detail, like he'll give you all the perspectives. Hey, well, I mean, I've... I lived it all. Uh, yeah, I've been on all the sides. You've lived lived it all, Mister Vial. I, I, like to, <laughs> I like to break it down, but you know, you guys are the you guys are the OG Bachelor recap. Thanks. Oh, look, look at us giving compliments. Yeah, there's enough love to go around. So much love. All right, love you, Nick. Bye. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year, Ross? You'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. The Easter Bunny is coming earlier this year. That's right. Easter Sunday is March 31st. And with free in-store pickup, CVS makes it easy to get everything you need for brilliant baskets and happier hunts. I'm so excited for the Easter egg hunt with Dawson this year. Find delightful toys, peeps-themed egg decorators, pre-filled Easter eggs packed with goodies and so much more. Hop to it and get your order fast with free CVS pickup. Visit cvs.com slash Easter for details. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest. Safest and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. 
Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, Make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. All right. I have my husband joining me again because we have a couple that is doing their own iHeart podcast called He Said... Oh, man. Go for it. A- you got this. Aadio. All right. It's Rosalind Sanchez and Eric Winter and Rosalind. I just like I I watch Devious Maids and I watch Grand Hotel. I'm a big fan of yours. It's really really cool to have you on the podcast. And then Eric is currently on ABC's The Rookie. And here you guys have a podcast about marriage and how you guys both came from two very different cultural backgrounds and how that works out in marriage. Yes. Yeah, we're pretty much just even outside of marriage, we're just the epitome of opposites. I guess attract Mm -hmm. in a way. I mean, I think we're still attracted to each other. Are you? Um, you guys are both I mean, very attractive like, people. That's been like every podcast, right? Like that. more sex. That's <laughs> <laughs> like clearly we're attracted. I don't find you as cute um, anymore. Wow. <laughs> really? No, you're, you're gorgeous. gorgeous. Um, so yeah, it's really a podcast about coming at everything from our complete opposite perspectives on life, marriage, kids, pop culture, um, and just diving in and having fun with it. What do you guys feel like is the part of your relationship where you're the most different? Well, there's so many things. Oh I know. Just listen, <laughs> listen, I thought listen you were going to say we were the most same. I was I like, know. oh, it's going to be easy. Oh, that's the next question. At least give you a few. Uh, uh, where are we the most different? I, I mean, think the differences came hardcore after we had kids. Right. Although we parent we really parent well, similar. But, but, we, but we have differences for sure. As you, know? you start to raise little, you know, little people, you start to realize how... I mean, some people do everything exactly the same, but we... For whatever reason, a lot of our differences in raising kids came front and center. And, and that was more about how we were in life, too, with schedules and timing. And, you know, I'm very much by the book and straightforward with everything. And I like to have everything under control. 
and she lives like in Roslyn Land. Oh my god, <laughs> that's pretty I much live what happens. Ashley Land. My dad calls Perfect. it Ashley Land. <laughs> so there you go. I feel like you guys are actually so, probably. Is that what it's like similar? in your marriage too? Live in Ashley Land. <laughs> There's always Ashley Land. I'm I'm learning to just become a part of Ashley Land. It's the easiest way of being. <laughs> if I want awesome. to have a, a happy life, I need to have a happy wife, which means buying real estate in Ashley Land. You yeah. Yeah. Did, did, did you hear that, Eric? I've, Take notes. I've Take bought notes. plenty of real estate. I know you have. You have. It's interesting. I just try and sell it at times and buy something else. Oh, wow. Ah, okay. In still in Roslyn's Land, just new locations. <laughs> be. It's uh, interesting that you guys location. talk about how when you guys started having kids, more of your dis- disagreements or differences came to the forefront. Because Ashley and I, even the little things like interior, you know, interior decorating mm-hmm. or like, you know, scheduling things like that. I think a lot of it is just kind of pushed to the side because it's just the two of us. But I'm curious when, you know, knock on wood, as long as everything's healthy, we have kids. Um, if like those differences will start, like you guys said, maybe becoming more of a priority because it's how we raise our kids. Well, one thing even you just said, which is... Uh, very different for us, and maybe it's good for you guys. Are you guys both the same? Like when you talk about interior decorating, yeah. are you guys both good at keeping on a budget? Are you both? Oh, good we're at both that? really on yeah, the same really page frugal. about money. See, so that's no, great. No. Well, I'm frugal. Really, like, we're like comfortably frugal. Like we like live a good life, but we just don't overspend. So you're, you're that's how I am. Yeah. I'm comfortably frugal. Yeah. She likes to call it cheap. You're frugal frugal. She's He's completely opposite. You're like cheap. Really? So she really? sets up. No, a, like, we, did, we just renovated our house, and it was like she set a budget, and we went over every step of the way. Because she says, I want it for this price, but I want that. And it just, you can't make that happen for mm-hmm. that price. And the house is beautiful. So it beautiful, became that so the talking. entire time. I, I, I'm with Rosalind here because um, when we like talk about buying a house one day, I'm always like, oh, it's going to be this. It's going to be this. And then he's like, well, we don't need that. I'm like, why yes, t- would we not get what we want? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I'm we like you. To, we we don't need to, that. We just, listen, yeah, we don't need. We went to an Simple. event. um couple of months ago and it was at this massive house like outrageous like a hotel mm-hmm. like yeah. I, I i was joking when i said you know what this is living and he's like would you live like in a house like this and i went absolutely you need a walkie talkie yeah. to communicate like, it was ridiculous that this place is too big and it was it was absurd yeah. it's like a, like yeah. a resort but it was amazing i'm going what do you mean you would live in a place like this this is incredible like I dream cut it in thirds and buy Move three of them up. in different locations and he's like you need a walkie talkie i'm going yeah dude i'll call you with a walkie talkie <laughs> No. I love this. I'm on the east aisle, whatever. No, but it was it was ridiculous. But yeah, we yeah, I just tend to like. At least you said you were ridiculous. <laughs> That's the important part. You admitted to it. I love how honest you guys are with each other. Um, people always say like newly for newlyweds, you know, it was like oh, the first year is the hardest. But I feel like the first year is it's definitely going to be one probably the easiest. But yes. it's also the first year with kids is probably the hardest, right? Very possible. Yeah. I it's so. tough. I mean, with, with everything changes. Everything changes. Yeah. And also as you're going through it, you also see who handles, for example, and it's much different with the second kid, but with the first kid, I would have meltdowns whenever she would get sick, like meltdowns. The I kid? Know, I, I, yeah. I would yeah. freak out. I wouldn't know how to handle it. She'd be more calm, but she'd freak out if the kid scraped her knee. And I'm like, it's fine. Let him fall. Bumps and bruises. No big deal. Run into the cabinet. It's fine. You need to do these things. So we were, again, opposite even on that. Uh, well, you don't know how you're going to handle those things when you're in these situations. And it creates an anxiety and a stress that's built up when you're trying to raise these two kids. Hmm. The kid gets sick. You got to be there for each other because the kid's miserable. And you feel like every second it's grave danger. You know, and you realize, no, we all went through all this and we yeah. all are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But it's good to have those things in common at least. It helps reduce some of the stress. Soon? 
Yeah. Yeah. But you just got married. You don't even have kids. Well, yet. I mean, like, it's more of a really biological young. clock thing. How old are you now? I'm 31. I'll be 32 in March. You got some time. Oh, yeah, we have time. time. You have time. Before 35. Enjoy. Yeah, but then you want to before but 35. That, enjoy marriage, though, a little bit. Right. Yeah, that's what we want. Mm. That's how long have you guys been together total? Well, uh, two years. We've been together two years, but we've been together for four years. <laughs> four and a half years. We were best friends for a few years before that, and it was uh, we were very much a without, relationship without touching. Yeah, okay. very much. So yeah. enjoy the touching a little longer before you have kids, because <laughs> yeah. then you'll be back in a relationship without touching. <laughs> so you, you guys said everything. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I hear that all the time, where everything changes when you have kids. Yes. What changes? Your the priorities in life just become all about these kids. Something as, as simple as, as traveling. Like we love traveling, and we used to go. On travel all the time Spur now of the with moment children. Trips all yeah, the time. let's just go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have kids, it's not as easy, you know, because you yeah. have a little human being next to you, and they start preschool and school, and you can pull them out of school, and they have their activities. You know, it's not. And as granted, easy you anymore. could do it with a baby. She was just saying on the way here. She's like, "Oh, our friend's taking her baby all over the world all the time," and I'm like, "I get it. It's one kid. Yeah, and you're going to travel with at least one or two nannies in that situation. This particular person. I'm not to saying me, everybody does this. This right? is how yeah. we're different. But I would do it. I, no problem. I would grab my dogs and my kids, and I will travel the and world. No problem. You would bring like four people to help. For sure. That's anyway, the difference. But, but, I go on vacation, and I want to go just with the, the family. Point is, I'll so, do it. He's so concerned about everything that just the fact that well there's a time difference and if the Dylan naps at one what are we going to do is five o'clock over there when is he going to nap like no me, it's not that to be Eric, I don't like to throw him off Eric, on a hello. time change for a quick trip <laughs> these are the kinds of things you will jump into when you you guys might be on the same so, page it'll be super easy I love this you don't I doubt know, it you know I love what I mean you never know because I feel like we need to have dinner with you guys because <laughs> I am her and yeah. even when you said when you were talking about dreams Rosalind yes. I, God you sound exactly like Ashley She's a dreamer. Like if your dreams, oh yeah, she's like if your dreams are realistic, they're not big enough. Yeah, that's and her. it's like I I get that. I, it's just not. Oh. That's not who I am oh, in my yeah. core. We, and that's, that's like a big oh, fight yeah. of that's ours. Exactly that's right. one of our big. I things call too. him Dream Popper. Yeah, that was like our second, our first podcast, and everybody called me Dream Popper dream at that popper. point. It's, she's. He's like, you I need do that this. for thirteen years. She's called me Dream Popper. Yeah, you need to pop a little bit. He's yeah. like, no, he's like, he's like, sure, that would be nice. That would be nice. I'm like, sure, that would be nice because it will happen. And he like will he'll be like, no, I mean like the odds of it happening are very low. Let's be realistic. And it doesn't mean I'm not going to go. Realism gets you nowhere. Yeah, but here's the thing: it doesn't mean I'm not going to go after my dreams, but I'm also gonna have a level head about it going yeah. after it but then she's like if you have that attitude it's not gonna happen and i'm she's like right. i disagree that doesn't mean i'm still not working towards it no, but i'm not gonna it. get my expectations no, no because then what happens it. is uh. i don't know about you but i'll speak on her behalf is then something doesn't go right mm-hmm. in that dream process mm-hmm. oh everybody's this and this person did that and this is bull I don't know why this didn't work out for me. I'm like, because your dream was too big and you no, never know what the hell's going to happen. You know what happens? But if you have a level of, of Give me reality. Uh, whatever, reality. Whatever. <laughs> when you dream big, maybe the dream doesn't happen, but the steps that you take towards the dream and the plan, something leads you to the right direction. Exactly. Here's, yeah. here's the thing I'd say. In the world of entertainment, and I don't know if your guys' dreams include, if that's what it is, right? If you have a dream of becoming a doctor, it's a very realistic dream. I if know. you stick to your plan, you go to school, you pass your test, You'll be a doctor. It's not that hard. Like if you do everything right, you'll be a doctor. It it's is an easy path. It is, it's a path that if you do everything right and you score, yeah. you'll get it. Well, it's to not be, easy. Let's not. But, no, yeah, I don't want to say easy. You have a you have yeah. a path. you have a very difficult path to fulfill and live up to and, and score right on all your tests. But there is a but path. there's a path that if you do it all, you will get it. So there's a dream you can accomplish with yes. hard work. In entertainment, you can set all the dreams you want in the world, and most everything happening is in somebody else's hands. No, it sucks. So being a dreamer can get you in a lot of trouble in entertainment. 
I think it also. I don't know. No, not for me. No, see, no, I no. also see. I agree no. with you though because I think being <laughs> no. in this industry, no, no, no. it it, it, no, br- it brings so much stress and anxiety because I completely agree with That's you. What where a lot of the decisions, like like you said, uh, you know. At jobs that I've had before where I'm working 50 hours a week, it was like you have a path and this is how you work up and make more money and this is where you're going. In the entertainment industry, it's literally just like throwing stuff against the wall and being like, I hope hope that I'm working hard enough and people are seeing it enough where they'll do something about it. But But even if you go to the extreme, and this is something, again, not an easy path, but even professional sports, not easy to be a pro athlete. But if you have the physical gift and you work hard every single day, you're going to get a result that people will quantify and say, okay, that result will get you a a scholarship, will get you a contract. You could be the best actor, host, whatever it is in the world, and no one would ever give you a shot because it's one person's opinion that has to say yes. Mm -hmm. You can't control it. So I feel like, are we maybe similar because everything that I've pretty much dreamed I've pretty much accomplished. Me too. Yeah. Yes. So that there, there it works for me. It works for you. And then they come home to us when I have to hear this. I, so therefore, I conclude it works. <laughs> it works. Yeah. God, the amount of times if I, I, I dream, but I get it done. It works. Everything I've exactly. dreamed has come That's true. Exactly what it's my like family I, members tell him too. They're like, anything Ashley wants, Ashley gets, and he's yes. like, oh, I hear this. Yeah, it's the Ashley only Land. way to be. Otherwise, especially in the entertainment world, <laughs> no. yeah. it's the only way, Eric. Otherwise, you don't accomplish I anything. Agree. You have you to visualize, <laughs> and you have to be so certain that Listen, it's possible and it's doable. I'm in the it's same happen. world. Otherwise, go home. I've dreamed things that happen and they've happened, but there are plenty of things that I've dreamt to happen and have not happened. So when we're talking it's about, a very tough business. Yeah, but we're talking about dreams that are attainable and dreams that are when you're really good at something not like I dream too you know? oh, okay <laughs> okay next question final question <laughs> um, I on my other podcast the I don't get a podcast this week I was talking about um, big personality females with big personalities and guys being drawn to them I am determined passionate emotional expressive I feel like you're the same way <laughs> 100% you're beautiful you have the Thank profession you. the personality the big personality was that something that was intimidating to you at first, Eric? No. I actually wasn't. Were you into girls like that? Were you into girls? Were you into girls like that? Were you into girls like that? Because I just noticed from personal experience and watching The Bachelor, it seems like the soft-spoken, demure, take-a-back-seat type girl always gets ahead on the show. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. But in life, I don't know. But we had Heather McDonald on, and we were, and she obviously has that huge personality. And she was like, "I do think it's harder for girls with that type of personality to get guys." But with a strong happened? personality, yeah. No, I remember I when we first met. There was a whole. <clears throat> she was shocked first of all that I was a white guy, and I went up to her because that was blew her mind right away. She's like, "Who's this guy? Now, why why is are you it? talking to me?" More white guys don't you? I'm talking about you. I know, but I was like, when when he came over saying, "I just want to introduce myself. Oh, oh. My name is Eric." I looked back, going, "There's no way this white kid is talking." <laughs> but she didn't realize like I dated Latinas my whole life. Type? My whole life, because yeah. in the city I grew up in was all it was all Mexican, predominantly La Puente. But I grew up with a lot of Latinas, so I was always. You know, Latina. So she was shocked about that. But my point is, I never, when I got to dating her, I realized right away she was a strong personality. Just the first time I met her, and we were friends like you guys for almost a year before we ever started dating. Mm-hmm. And I realized it's a very strong, strong lady. But I'm a, I'm a very type A personality as well. So once we started dating, I remember having an early conversation being like, look, I get it. You're strong. I'm strong. One of us has to give. Somebody's going to have to take a back seat. 
at different points in time, or this is never going to work. I don't remember. And that was that an early. She doesn't remember much in our relationship because <laughs> she's been but in the that, front seat the entire, <laughs> the entire time. time. Well, what was, I'm, she's I'm curious. In what was my answer? And here we are talking about resolutions and compromise is still at the forefront of what your new resolution needs to be. Yeah. So even then, it was like somebody has to be. She hates the word submissive. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to submit at any point Don't in time in a relationship. You have to, or you won't. If two people are constantly the dominant, where do you go? Use no. compromise. Don't don't use submission. It's I a agree with that. Take, take a take a seat. Take a step back. Somebody has to take a step back. Okay. In a position or a decision. So our two strong personalities kind of came to a head early in dating, and mm-hmm. it was like, all right, this way this way it has to be if we're going to be together. And we've been able to make that work. Amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. After this, how are you guys not going to go listen to? He said, "Hey, Adiho." <laughs> You said it perfectly. I know. You did. And I'm just like, I'm going to go listen to this podcast immediately. Oh, That's yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I love, well, co- I love couples couples conversations. It's real. It's raw. Yeah. And you guys are very real. Oh, and it's it's, it's refreshing. Good. Thank it's you. so refreshing. Yeah, because obviously, as you guys know, you see a lot of people who... Are not themselves, and yeah. you guys, and you no, guys are very is, much yourselves. Maybe that's first, why we've been together for almost fifteen epi- years. I know, the first episode we did because we got into this like not knowing what we were doing, right? <clears throat> so we did the first episode of He Said Ayadijo, and we left, and we were shaking because we felt like we you were feeling too much. So much, yeah. We, we like, do that too. Really, when we do podcasts mm-hmm. together. I was freaking out. I was like, oh my god, Eric, what did we do? What did we do? Is that we we're exposing and everything? So many topics and <laughs> so many topics, and we had a blast. But we, li- I got home and I was sick to my stomach going, yeah. was that okay? You know, because it's really, it's liberating. It's like therapy. But it's like therapy. That's what I've said many yeah. times, like, it's actually a bit therapeutic. Because you guys talk about yourselves podcast. a lot. Yeah. And we a laugh lot. the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And we're laughing. That's a good thing. <laughs> so comedy's been great with it, like, for us. But it is. It's very therapeutic. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Eason was saying that it's one of the podcasts that he loves sitting in the most. Oh, oh thank you. Thank <laughs> you, We have some Ethan. good, because Eason and I are on the same page half the time. Oh, what happened? <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. This has been a blast. Thanks for having All us. All right. Next up, we have our final guest, Tony Rad and Becca Tilly. <laughs> Takayo Garnica is going to be the next. I don't know if I can say their names, but you know, you know, the, the Mexican fast casual restaurants that you've been going to for like the past 15 years. I'm telling you, it's going to beat them out because Takaya just tastes fresher and it, well, it is. They use the highest quality ingredients. Um, they cater to every sort of diet there is vegan, uh, gluten free, vegetarian. They're going to make your vegetarian burrito taste like it has meat in it. Like, I was actually mind-boggled when I got a vegetarian burrito. I was like, Jared, can you believe it tastes this good and it doesn't have meat in it? I'm mind-boggled. They also are 100% free of hormones, steroids, and antibiotics, so I never feel guilty eating from them. I know that I'm always so full after my burrito bowl or whatnot, where I'm like, oh my god, I just tortured myself. But, like, everything was very nutritious. There's nothing to feel guilty about. So, if you are planning on hosting a a big party, whether that's for the Oscars or the Super Bowl, Takaya is so good for catering a large event. And you can do that at tokayaorganica.com. And you'll also be able to find your nearest location there. If you're in Southern California, you probably pass by one every day. And you may not even know it yet, but it's going to become your regular stomping ground. I am now... Lastly, joined <laughs> by I by iHeartRadio podcasts 
the scrubbing in. Wow, what the. <laughs> It's my last interview, you guys. It's my last interview. It's been a long podcast. Just don't read anything. You got this. (laughs) Isn't this funny? I was just reading. I was reading, you guys. I'm joined by Becca and Tanya (laughs) of the scrubbing of scrubbing in on iHeartRadio. There you You go. You guys, you started the podcast you know, about TV, Mm -hmm. predominantly about Grey's Anatomy. So I have to ask, what the f is up with the departure of Alex Karev, a.k.a. Alex Chambers. Is it on him, or is this a Shonda Rhimes move? I think his name's Justin. Justin Chambers. What did I say? Alex Chambers. Chambers. (laughs) You guys... What is see? The, I just did. I think I've done two straight hours of interviews, and I think I've gone this? through yes. nine, pe- nine, two hours interviews. Yes. So, like, I'm also letting loose with you guys because it's you. So <laughs> I don't Please have to do. be on my yes. best interview. Turn, I want you to turn your card over. Yeah. Like, don't even yeah. who cares. There it's just Tanya and Becca. Here. I know. Yeah. That's it's really funny. Yeah. I'm just like really. I just uh, I'm just really glad to have friends here. That I'm talking <laughs> here. to you right now. We're here. So what the hell? Well, I mean, you. What like you did the whole I, binging I, of Grey's yeah, and like I I stopped the, season fifteen I just couldn't do it anymore it just wasn't good anymore you know what I'm getting to that point yeah okay no Becca. we have to watch I know see it I know I know but see I it get through it. I get there's the no storyline that we're attached to that, anymore zero. Well, now they've like taken away everything with Justin Chambers leaving I know I mean he was my favorite he was I, all that we had he's all we had. <laughs> He's my, he's probably my favorite character throughout the entire series. Oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, well, I loved him. Yeah. I love him. I don't, I'm, you know what I'm mostly upset about? Like, I would have been upset no matter what, but the fact that we've already seen his last episode, but we didn't get to prepare yeah, for that being his last episode, that's so messed up. It's so unfair. It's so weird. And I, do we think that's on him though? Like, he got, there was some internal drama where he probably thought, like, this script is freaking horrible. This show has become <laughs> trash. No. I'm done. I don't think it's that because I feel like he would have done that, like, a season ago, to be honest. Or maybe it was after that season that he was like, you know, I just don't feel like I'm growing in my character. This to me feels like um, a Shonda, like, no, cut off. It no, it doesn't. It feels like something happened to him personally and he needs to, like, step back for a minute. Maybe like a family thing? Yeah. Or just like, I don't know. I really don't know. But it How feels go- it feels too quick and sudden to be a Shonda thing or a he just wasn't into the script thing. There's no way they would not do like a goodbye episode if yeah. it wasn't something sudden and abrupt. Yeah. Because okay. why all of a sudden is it just like you've already seen his episode. He's gone. Because <laughs> he was like, I can't anymore and threw his papers in the air. No, I don't think so. I really don't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like. 16 like i mean 15 and a half seasons yeah, and then nothing this, it's, and then it's he just rude. disappears like with no, no warning no mm-hmm. goodbye and then like what are they gonna do with joe and his storyline her, her oh you mean they're like couple storyline <laughs> yeah they're couple storyline oh, like, no, i don't know really i don't know if it. they like if they tell us that he passed away or if they're like he's gone to find izzy he's not gonna be passed away right didn't he like i didn't watch so. i read a fan theory that like they could kill him off I thought it There's already a, aired, guys. It and so did, then they're going to pretend like, like while he yeah, was away, like, he died. Remember how like Christina Yang would like call Meredith yeah. when she left? Like they could still fake calls from him, and then like who knows? Sure, you know? like, I the, guess they'll probably do that. I hope so. They can't kill him off. Yeah, but he's not going to. Joe, he Joe's going to move on with someone else. Yeah, move I on with someone else. Yeah, maybe Link. Oh yeah, they're married. That's what I'm saying. Maybe. And what he gets happens killed? if you're married and then one of you dies? 
You're a widow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or a widower. Widower. Yeah, you're right. I, there, I was like, there was a term for that. Okay. Oh my gosh. You, wait, do I have any more Grace questions? Uh, guess who I met last weekend? Oh yeah, that was my next Grace question. You met Patrick Dempsey. How'd that go? Like the best moment of my life. I wish I had like I wish I had a GoPro on my head for moments Same. like that because I like blacked out, so I can't really remember everything. But it was really just like magical you're with chris harrison and he was like guiding you through this whole thing he guided you through a journey it just wasn't the bachelor journey it was your grace journey it was my grace journey and he like alley-ooped me so legit to where he was like yeah she's a a part of an award-winning podcast called scrubbing in that's all about gray's anatomy i was like (gasps) oh the fact that he threw the award-winning in there was yeah I mean, do you wish he would have ended it after award-winning podcast and not thrown in the all yes, about Grace? Yeah. yeah, because then it would have made you sound really cool and smart and not a groupie. Yeah, because I, I went for sure. I went groupie, full groupie. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, as a married woman now, like I go full groupie now because I'm not like I don't need to like woo my celebrity crush. Yeah. I just am, like want to show appreciation. But for he's their also, work. I think he's married. Yeah, so I wasn't trying to like. Yeah, I wasn't trying yeah. to woo him. I was just trying yeah. to like get him on the podcast maybe but that was a uh, yeah you know yeah. Big did, stretch, you, did but... you attempt no oh, are okay. you kidding i could barely get words out and then i was like are you gonna like throw the ball around <laughs> wait ashley yeah, so there's talks of tanya going on the bachelor there is there are talks there's talks so As in, she could we all know that she could just be thrown in at any time she wants i mean it's already done filming so we'd have to start filming her no in, the new season yeah so in september season. what do you think about this of knowing course. Tanya, i mean i feel like how has it not happened yet she's the unhonorable member of bachelor <laughs> nation Here's do you, how do you think she'd handle the production the whole the the part of dating other a man that is dating other women i can't do that in my real life okay there's well no there's way. a lot of things here one, it would be cool to see you as not just an honorary member, but like as an official member of Bachelor Nation. But the thing is, I think you'd have such a target on your back because you're basically a celebrity. I mean, yeah, you were playing in a celebrity <laughs> softball game with Patrick Dempsey and Chris Harrison. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like you have a leg up. Yeah. A target on your back. That's so funny. You're friends Sissy, with Chris Harrison. Sissy was saying she was like, they're going to hate you. I was like, yeah. But- I don't care. I'm I think you'd them. win them over, but, but that's initially. Not the point. That's not the point. The point for me is like, I can't date someone and even think he's dating other people. I think if I, like, honestly, I'm putting myself in the situation. I think if I saw it all happening and like saw him kissing other girls, like I would literally be crying every day. Like but, that's, well, but yeah, you have time that's to, what the bachelor but, is. But hold on. You, you have every time day. <laughs> to like prepare mentally knowing that you're going to go on and that's yeah, what Becca he's going to be she doing. She can like mentally get me there. I'm like, I, I do like this 32 years I believe years of my in this life. happening and I think it's like <laughs> well, is the like, calmest chillest person to I get know. the advice from if only she can give you a little <laughs> bit of herself I've been asking for this for years I'm like if I could just be a little bit as chill as she is my dating life I feel like I probably would be married by now so I was just talking to Rosalind Sanchez about like girls with big personalities and how guys take to them and how I feel like a big passionate personality is always so much less likely to be approached by a guy, which I think is super sad, but I think it's true. Don't you? Y- yes. Yeah. Not but so why is that approached by a guy? But, but I like to stick around, to stick around for sure. Okay. Cause I think like, I just also, I'm in a place where like, I know what I want. Yeah. Very much so. And I'm not shy about voicing that. Yeah. But like expressive, like more outspoken. For sure. Girls that like speak with confidence. Mm -hmm. I feel like on The Bachelor, 
and I'm saying the exact same thing I said in the previous interview, but on The Bachelor, it feels like the girls who just are like a little bit like they bat their eyes and they speak so sweet and soft. They're the ones that like are always like the front runners. Yeah, I, I would think be. there's an element of mystery that draws. See, it's mystery to a woman just like, a little shyer. There's like that um, like stereotype of because like there's a stereotype of a man being like the hunter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like for someone who's mysterious and held back, he's like. I got to pursue that because I got to pursue that to get to know her. Otherwise, I'm not going to like if you put it all out there, that's a specific man who's like, I want a confident girl who's going to go into a room and like shine, you know, if he's like, wait, I get this now. You just got, yeah, I think you figured it out. <laughs> they just like the mystery and girls like me and Tanya and, and Becca, you're just like all around. I don't know. You just got it. <laughs> no, what's you appeal, no, but she like appeals to everyone. everyone. Yeah. There's like, <laughs> she's like very yeah, real. No. And it's like, she's could, outspoken yet does it in a gentle way. Like, like, I, don't know, I could do diff- it. Like I could pretend like, you know, to be like this cool, calm and like mystery girl, but that's not me. So it's like the guy's going to know within a month, like. That's not me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't sustain oh, yeah, that. No. Yeah. So it's like, I, I just, ha- I can't, I can't fake it. Yeah. So no. And I'm telling you, like, just like, it. I it's always say, Tanya's got to find her Jared. Yeah. Cause like Jared like celebrates that part about you, you it's know, sweet. like he loves it. And mm-hmm. Tanya's guy's going to celebrate that about her. He wasn't sure. Like at first though, that's what held him back. Cause he was like, oh my God, I never imagined a girl like this. True. That's, yeah, but, but that's whatever, what took him so much longer to come around. That's what I'm saying. You never know. But we're not banking on that. We're not. Time. We're not. We're not we're maybe you should just yeah, onward, ma- yeah, forward. yeah. Maybe you should um, woo them with friendship first because I do feel like with girls like us, perhaps friendship first would be great because then they're like, oh wait, this girl's really awesome. Like I know that's I the know. thing I'm bad at. Like I can't. I just I have too many friends and I don't want a guy friend. Yeah. You know, like if I if my tongue's been in your mouth, like no. Yeah, you can't so no backtrack. No. Yeah, we talk a lot about Tanya's tongue being in someone's mouth. And if my tongue has been in or around your mouth, like. You're not, not only my friend. Yeah. My my friend Lizzie always talks about that tongue and tongue in a guy's mouth. And yeah. I'm like, I don't really like tongue that much. <laughs> so that you don't. You <laughs> so know, I don't really refer to my. No, I, I really don't. Yeah. Um, but my friend Lizzie is single now. So maybe you guys can no, go out. I know. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. Oh, you know. <laughs> wow. Words. Words spreads quick in Hollywood. <laughs> well, no, she was because I like post a lot of quotes and stuff. And she was saying how they like help her. And I was like, that's so sweet yeah y'all are both you and lizzie are gonna find i forgot that you guys can both like go on the prowl together now there's no prowl that i go on she doesn't want to go on a prowl either oh god okay this is definitely an off podcast conversation (laughs) we're talking about somebody who's not a podcast host (laughs) not even a public figure (laughs) all right y'all thank you for sticking with me for all these hours i would like to thank all our guests that stopped by and thank you to Fine and Funky for dressing our presenters tonight. We love Fine and Funky. Whenever we are in the Reno Tahoe area, I always stop by there to get some really adorable outfits. You can check them out online at shopfineandfunky.com. And speaking of Tahoe, we will be there. Jared, me, Dean, Kaylin, Ben and Jess will all be there the weekend of February 15th and Jared and I will be making a special guest appearance at Ben's Bachelor Live in Reno so we hope to see you guys there. Thank you for joining me on this podcast episode, this very very special episode. We've missed Ben this week and we will get to see him on Monday. Bye guys. It's been Ashley. (laughs) Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
I love CVS. It could be my favorite store. Let me tell you why. It's hard to get a new look with old makeup. Did you know that beauty products have best buy dates? Take a look and toss them out. When you spring an hour forward this week, be sure to take the time to replace batteries and smoke detectors. Toss out old vitamins, allergy relief, OTC products, makeup, and anything else that might be outdated. CVS can help with this. This week, they're offering 20% off CVS pickup orders, so it's a great time to order replacements. It's all part of the CVS Spring Fling. Fling out the old, save on the new. Get 20% off when you buy online and pick up in store using CVS Pickup. Use the promo code SPRING20 to save big during the CVS Spring Fling. Visit cvs.com slash spring fling for details. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find name brands for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit at Ross. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. I mean, every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside the spring with the savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So, what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.